Welcome to the Stateside Podcast. My name is James Macmillan. My co-host, sorry, not my co-host, our co-host. I like, is, to, I like to think of myself as yeah. your co-host. It's I like to, too. It turns me on. It makes me feel it very, really does. like I own people. Yep. Uh, Neil Angle, what's up, Neil? What up, what up, what up? I'm feeling and good today. Our, shut up. Trusted producer, <laughs> Andrew Carrion. What's up, Drew? Brat. Today, we have a special guest, <laughs> Logan Lynn. Hi. Hello, Logan. Hi. Thanks for Thank being on. Thanks for having me. We do appreciate it. Great. I love uh, being we got apple pie today. We got apple pie. I'm stuffing my face while talking to the microphone. Yep. So Probably hot. not the best idea. Thank you. Shout out to Mr. Mutiny for bringing us an entirely giant apple pie. You can call him by his real name, you know. That's his, that's his artist name. His birth name is Mr. Mutiny. He got that's the like pie. A, that's like a, a superhero villain. John Whiff. <laughs> <laughs> that's his name. Let's stick with Mr. Mutiny. But yeah. That's, that's, okay. John Whiff. All right. Well, it's like the dumb version of John Wick. Next John time, n- next John time, Wick trust me when I, you know, of John Wick. <laughs> I like the way you roll, Logan. Thanks. Just tell the truth. Smooth. Um, Logan is a, a local musician and philanthropist. Uh, is that the right word? Philanthropist. Philanthropist. Ph- philanthropist. Yeah, I like it like that. <laughs> um, you call lo- it local, though. Okay. <laughs> what does local Just even kidding. mean, James? Lo- local, also, where are as we? in Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay, I actually like there that. There you go. Okay. Uh, Logan is a talented singer-songwriter, musician. Uh, if you don't know, you're missing out. Go check it out. When did you start doing music? 1998. Oh my God, I put out my first mixtape. Really? And then my first record came out in 2000. Under Logan Lynn? Mm-hmm. So it's always been you, not a band. It has. And if I had one thing to do over, I would probably change that. I would pick a name that was a stage name that's not the name really? of my driver's license. Right. Because when things get weird... Well, you didn't know. It gets weird on my driver's license, too, right? Like, it, I would much right. rather have there be a separation. But it's far too late. That <laughs> yeah. ship has sailed. Yeah, you can't pull that shit now. Now, I've tried to destroy this thing several times yeah. in several different ways. And it's just here, so I'm trying to make the best of it. You know what you could do? You could do the Chris Gaines move. The Garth that, Brooks, Chris Gaines. Yeah, you know no, I don't about? know that that's officially a move. I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> Dude, that shit was outrageous. It was. I prefer... Hey, oh my god, do you hey, hear Neil, God? Is there elephants yeah. up above us? No, I'm pretty sure somebody's dying Jesus, upstairs. is that you, girl? <laughs> Hello. Anyway, Chris Gaines, barf. Chris Gaines, yeah. Wild shit. Weird. Just like, why are you weirder than you already Here's are? Here's what I have barf. to say about that. How dare he? I mean, you know? also, what was it? Just like he wanted different hair? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, Chris... Yeah, what the fuck? I was, I, he probably just wanted to make a disconnect from his driver's license. Okay, now we're looking at pictures of Chris Gaines or oh Lisa Renna. I can't tell. Oh, my. Difference. It's Can you zoom in closer? The Real the Housewives of Nashville. <laughs> I just Dude. I just love the little goatee thing or whatever that is. What do you yeah. call it? Soul patch? Well, soul patch. Yeah, yeah, Chris Gaines patch. To be fair, Garth Brooks had it, too, at one point. It's the same motherfucking person. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> See, he already convinced me. <laughs> We're buying into the Chris Gaines nonsense. Um, so, yeah, clearly that's not an option for you, Logan. 
I mean, you are Logan. I still ha- don't know that we've landed on what that is, but I'm thinking it's a Miley Cyrus. We'll never. No, I would do a Miley Cyrus situation. Oh, okay, okay. And have what's the Miley Cyrus situation? <laughs> I'm not sure. Just but... going going from complete dark side, for lack oh. of a better term, well, and then trying to go back to Logan's the Disney. Logan's kind aspect. of changed identities many times. I'm saying musically, it. I do that. Yeah, I do yeah. that, and I actually Absolutely. used Miley Cyrus to do that at one point by really? covering her. We can't stop. I did. We did an arrangement right. that she actually which released. Gino helped you with. Right? Yeah, Gino That's helped right. with that. He actually wrote all the music for that. Yep. And then um, she performed our version on Saturday Night Live. And no the way! Show no way! And all kinds of places. That's amazing. I know. Hi, Miley. That's so cool. Yeah, she's going to be on the podcast stream. Miley, yeah, about next week. Okay, cool. She's <laughs> so available. Miley, holla at me. <laughs> we do a basement a basement podcast. Uh, <laughs> check it out. It's right up her alley. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I, when I, when I first, when I first heard you, you, it, it was, it was, it was like, like the tramp stamps era, 2012, 2012-ish. Is that accurate? That's when that record came out. Yeah. yeah. So I was in it. I've been in several eras, um, and they all last a few years. That yeah. One See, that's like great though. Cause it's just era. you. There's no band. There's no three guys you have to fucking argue with and like <laughs> there certainly the rolling stones did it we should do it too you know? oh yeah nobody in the creative no. process although i will say that um having a producer at the helm i very much felt always like i was sort of living out their vision mm-hmm. and not having that and being the producer so you is went a very the, different thing you went the old school like 50s 60s like i or even the way that hip-hop people do it now I'm going to choose a producer and they're going to like be my producer yeah. for, for the long haul. Yeah. Like, like in the rock band world, they don't do that. No. Typically they bounce around. I mean, occasionally will do like a string of a few records with one guy, but yeah, you know, yeah, no, I like attach people to eras. Yeah. So there I mean, that's, have it. that's pretty old school. I guess so. I yeah. am, I am, I kind of did one of those words. Yeah. School. Old, old, old timey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of romantic. I also yeah. think you run the risk of um, getting comfortable. And, like, for me, I find it much more challenging to be like, okay, here's a piano and yourself, figure it out. Like right? the new record. Yeah, like the new record. Yep. I've d- That was how I used to write songs. Although back then I totally didn't know what I was doing and I was just like a drug addict who was yeah. suffering. And so now, like, the sober version of that is. Um, it was a real uh, awakening to like what I can do on my own and also to the parts of me that had not shown up in the past few years because I was like in somebody else's boat. Yeah, unavailable. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's been the case since 2006. Like if I think about when I first started really working with one person like P-Fog and Elliot Smith and those guys all had their hands in that first record, but it wasn't like anyone was telling me what to do. They, yeah. It was just like an environment of encouraging me. Right. Um, but then I really needed that. Like it's, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm talking shit about that. No, I know exactly. It, it was really important it is what that it is. I had that. Yeah. Like I, I needed somebody who pushed me and who believed in me. All of that was super important because um, I could not have done that for myself. And a yeah. lot of those years of having other people driving the boat built the momentum that then I was able now to sort of yeah. move through. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, I, and I commend you for this this latest record it's really cool thanks super brave really intimate i feel scared about it 
I like it, man. I like it too. And, and here's so people go, are go liking ahead. it, but it feels scary each time somebody listens. But here's but here's why it's super smart because you didn't just you're not just doing side A, right? Side B exists. Yeah, right? side B exists, and that. So what's there to fucking complain about? Do you about? think no we one... should tell people who are listening what we're talking about with side A and side B? You go ahead. It's up to you. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if you want, it's I, on I my website. I think that's been out. So side A is just me and the record, and it's just me and a grand piano. Um, not like I'm Tori Amos or somebody, but like really, I have a hard time comparing it. I don't know. Maybe you can take a stab um, at comparing it later, but it feels old like not old as in like you don't want to hear it because it's stale but like it feels like it's from another time old, to me again old timey old timey yeah i don't really want to be in that category but yeah it's a little no, but old it's timey not like i call it i call history. it stylized okay it's I intentional like it's yeah intentional. it was all about being quiet right trying to be really quiet yes. and not be afraid to sing and and be heard um but because it's so different like i I have a bunch of people who follow me. A lot of them are from the late 90s, and they knew me as this, like, techno, emo, weirdo. And this is very much not that. But I think anybody who's been listening to me over the years has sort of been along this um, progression. It's been a, yeah. it's been a ride, right? Yeah. And so the last, at the end of that record that we talked about earlier, um, it was techno and then an acapella spiritual. And then that moved into like really a rock place and pop, right. but not dance. Right. And then this record, I just all the way, it's just piano. So side, side A is that. And then side B, because sort of multiple reasons, I think because I want to make sure people have a way of hearing the songs if they're not able to hear them on side A. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, it is a stretch. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's not. I should probably stop saying that into microphones. But it feels to me like... <laughs> What's a microphone? Exactly. What is a microphone? <laughs> no, it, um, it feels to me like the remixes and covers, like having all my favorite bands throughout all the years of being a musician and, and growing up, we have people like Tiffany on there and some of my heroes at Dandy Warhols are on there yeah, doing covers or reimagining Ryan songs. Lewis, one of my guys. Y- yeah. yeah. Ryan Lewis. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to you about that one. Let's talk we'll about there. it. But anyway, so it's like a double record and it's the same songs, but I sing them how I sing them and then other people have been reinterpreting them and it's been magic. That's awesome. I'm not going to lie. That's awesome. I feel excited about it. I'm also yes. having a really hard time with patience. That's, always, that's, that's always a battle. That will, that's the thing when you open this up to a bunch of other people now. Right. I have a team of people that really are I hope just we were trying punctual. to keep me. You were. Okay, good. Yeah, keep me on track and not let me leak things and not get impatient and be like, I'm just going to release it. Like I Don't. There's too much yeah. at stake and so many people involved. So I'm busy. I'm making the videos. I just, I'm continuing to work. So I feel mm-hmm. like I'm doing something with it. While you're doing interviews, you're doing the podcast. People yep. are doing the finding a label and things like that. That's awesome. Yep. It's, so, it's so it for people who don't know who he is, we know who he is. But yeah, like, go ahead and like describe like wh- what have you done? Who are you? What yep. do you do? Oh God! Just because the quick, the, the quick bio, the the quick bio, sum yeah. up your entire life. So, in two uh, you, you've got a very impressive resume. So, okay. and Thank these you. people need to know about it. These <laughs> people, because Logan is not just musician; he's also. Uh, founder of Keep Oregon Well. Real. That's real. Yeah. So, so I've done a little huge. bit of everything. I, you know, I um, 
growing up, I, w- I struggled a lot. I was uh, raised in kind of a Christian cult and escaped that. And, um, you know, because of my life experiences, had like years and years where I was on drugs and really yeah. struggling with yep. having a home. I was houseless at times, homeless at times, in and out of jobs for sure. And um, during that period, I was trying to get in touch with my feelings that were kind of causing all of that problem in my life and the only way I could think about stuff or get those words out was through song I just like I knew I could um write songs I don't know how I knew that I just have always written songs I've always somehow I think my cognitive dissonance as a child uh as a result of my trauma I experienced was like that I'm on Kids Incorporated now like that was my thing that's (laughs) how I survived I was like me and Martika we're on Kids Incorporated and right Slowly, that became reality over the years, but I always had that inside where that so what was my age, outlet. What age? Sorry to interrupt. What age did, what, would that be? Yeah. For you? So I when was you first knew music was a. I was hurt really to. bad by an adult when I was between the ages of seven and nine, um, and I immediately detached from reality and yeah. started really only being able to be reached through song. Yeah. And so that was 1987. Tiffany's "I Think We're Alone Now" came out that year, and that it was so cool. the soundtrack to my now she's working on being connected to the world. Yeah, wow. she tethered me to reality back then, and now we get to work together. So, all through those years, though, you know, I moved out here. I was struggling. I had grown up in the Midwest and, and moved to Portland in 1996. Mm. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it wasn't great. I was like in a town of 5,000 people, and so Portland seemed really big at the time. Yeah. But I almost immediately, you know, I went to La Luna Queer Night the first La night Luna. I was here. The best venue in Portland. Yeah, it, Andrew it, and I it was really was. It. And I met Elliot Smith and Sean Krogan and Dan Reed and Zia from and the Dandy Warhols. It was like before anybody got famous, though, you know, it was yeah. like a, just a little cute little scene. And I was underage, but I had a fake ID and I had these really weird songs that people um, largely had no cultural reference for. I was singing really hard lyrics about suicide and drug addiction and abuse and gay sex and things oh and like fucking trying to get out of the church like all kinds of like you know super light topics um (laughs) mixed with techno like weird cheesy techno beats and up up it was happy pop sound it was that nobody knew what the hell to do with me right? right like i would play these house shows here had a really supportive group of bands that believed in me but I would perform with like Jen Folker from Dahlia or somewhere, somewhere in town. Like, um, and people would just literally stand there and scratch their heads, like <laughs> actual head scratching. Right. Um, and then in 2005, like I was kind of like, whatever, I'll just do drugs. This was my first record came out in 2000 and I just retreated into, um, the other scene here, which is party scene. Drugs. Um, and, came out in 2005 because the Postal Service released their record Give Up and suddenly because of fucking Ben Gibbard this is the story of my life I'm a little salty about it (laughs) but he and I shared a producer before that and he released the Postal Service tapped into the mainstream culture made a bunch of money and 
people who had been doing that kind of music like me and styrofoam specifically benefited from that so then suddenly people were like oh crap i know what this guy's doing so i re-released my earlier work in 2006 along with new songs there was context now so to speak yeah people were like oh my god i'm not scratching my head he's like the postal service which was a terrible thing for me to hear at the time but (laughs) now i'm grateful for them because what's happened to me since would never have happened if ben hadn't just like totally stolen my shit anyway um right so 2006 i'm asked because of myspace to perform at Folsom Street Fair in San Francisco. And that was my first show uh, back since, you know, Is this five like or six years MySpace ago. Is this like MySpace Records? No, what? it's like MySpace, like the website. Okay. So, like, I have songs on MySpace. Some guy from Folsom Street Fair asked me if I want to perform. I go there, and it's for 400,000 people. <laughs> and the head of MTV Artist Development was there, saw my show. I used to do this thing where I was so nervous that I would cry and sing at the same time. I was, like, kind of crying. Did like, you know so, he was there? No, of course not. I okay. would have never gone on stage. Okay. Gotcha. I just thought it was a bunch of naked gay guys. Um, <laughs> but I used to cry so much that, like, Gino used to be, like, don't cry tonight, and Carlos Aww. before. Like, just as a joke. Like, it's, like, a running joke because I really had a hard time with it. Like, mm. I was so nervous. I've gotten over that. It's awful. <laughs> it's not great. Stage fright is really tricky when you're For also, sure. like, please look at me, but please don't look at me. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the you head of artist development at MTV was at that show, and they had just come out with Logo, uh, which is an MTV network. It was the first gay channel. And oh, yeah. He, they were looking to sign artists. And so he was like, would you be interested? And I said, yes. I made three videos. They started playing them for 26 million people all the time around the clock. I came. I started hosting. So what New record is that? That was like um, the Feed Me to the Wolves EP. Like 2006. Okay. And seven. Okay. And I'm then, less familiar with that era. Yeah. Well, okay. Google me harder. It's right here. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, um, do better, James. Just figure Google it out later. Harder. Oh, that's great. So that was like the cultural sort of point where things shifted for me. And I was suddenly this thing that had been really hard being gay in the Midwest. All this shit suddenly was like why they were booking me it was like we need you because you have this weird identity complete 180 oh my god so weird like the church had rejected me my family had rejected me and then suddenly mtv is like yo you got what we need there's a lesson in there somewhere though (laughs) i mean be yourself yeah talk about the things that you've gone through and the world shall notice there is that at the time i didn't have that frame yeah you don't know you're too young and i was like on drugs still so it was like bad timing i got nominated for best new artist and was in rehab because i had had like a partial stroke so it was tricky you were living the rock star lifestyle but (laughs) But as you were becoming the rock star it was premature (laughs) i was burning that bridge before it had even been built um but there was something about that that people liked they liked me as a party boy they liked me singing about coke um well probably because it was genuine i I think think probably and because it's an experience people can relate to there's a lot of drug addicts that listen to music. <laughs> anyway, so I'm signed then to EMI. The Danny World started managing my career. That record from Pillar to Post came out. That was supposed to be my big break. And I decided to release a song called Bottom Your Way to the Top as the first single. And it was just too gay. Everything about <laughs> it was too gay. The label was pushing me to be gayer and gayer. They wanted me to right. wear a sailor suit on tour. Like It was crazy. They wanted to be the gay artist. Oh, wow. 
yeah, like yeah. you're our gay. And right. like I had been making music as a gay man openly and sure, like some of it was gay, but it wasn't like I ever was like, I'm a gay artist. Yeah. I'm Logan Lynn, gay musician. That's right. weird because that's the equivalent to us being in bands being, hi, I'm a straight drummer. Yeah, like, it's stupid. Fuck? You I've would never, never do that. i asked by my, yeah. my sexuality one time in my life. Well, the night is young. <laughs> right? Right. But I will say That's crazy. But that's it's really weird stuff. Well, I have I've, I've always it, never like there's never been a straight band on Atlantic Records. You're right. going to be our straight band. Right. Well, it's I like mean, maybe, but like it's, it's a given intentional. Because every band is your Yeah, straight well, band. correct me that's if right. I'm wrong. I've Pantera. always I've, <laughs> I've 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 always equated it to like you have Christian bands. Yeah. But there's a lot of bands who are Christian Right, and don't use it as a marketing like tool. Like Mute Math, right. you know who they are? Yeah, they were talking about how they're Dude, Mute Math, a band I and they just happen to be Christian. I yeah. actually really dig them, but yeah. they're not a Christian band. Right, but I, yeah. I equate it to a similar sort of It's putting ideal. you in a lane, and you yep. have to yeah. stay it in that lane, similar. Then, right. which That's I just think it. is weird. And to be honest, a lot of the gay music that was on that channel and coming out at the time was garbage. Right. And so I was lumped in with garbage in a lot of ways. And it no was good. like, no, I'm not. I'm like, I'm a gay man doing music. Right. Like, it's not gay music. It was just right. people what were like, that mean? was a crazy decision to put bottom your way to the top as the lead single. Yeah. Like, that was yeah. terrible. That wasn't your decision? No, of course not. Nothing yeah, was yeah. my decision between 2006 and 2010. So and why did they... kid, then. You're oh, my God. Kid. And I was newly, like, off drugs. Like, I was just hungry for opportunity. Ugh. AC was there. Everyone was telling us that it was, like, the time... Like yeah. here you are, and then it turned out, you know, to not be the time. No. So why do you, why do you think they picked that song? Do you do you have any insight? Because on it was gayest. It was the gayest. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I just I just think I had a bunch of straight dudes that probably didn't want to be managing my career, that didn't know what to do with me. I had the Dandy Warhols who really got me and believed in me, but they weren't set up with an infrastructure at the label to really handle what gotcha. needed to happen. So all the bands failed that round. Um, and that well, really it was a hurt. new thing back then too, right? It, it was, was kind of like an uncharted territory. It, it was. Like. And yeah. everybody suffered because of that. It was a really good learning experience for me. Um, but I really, at that point in time, knew that I needed to kind of be behind the wheel. So I started working with um, a different producer at that point. I was really trying to still be in that pop lane um, and had a few terrible tours. I don't know. Like I just have, I've been kind of a disaster artist. I feel like I fail up each time, which is great. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. oh my god siri logan siri just oh. so right it doesn't sound good that doesn't sound good that but it's really funny that, that is so amazing. random <laughs> you know joe rogan uh, sometimes checking his podcast and he'll set off people's phones right. people listening and it pisses have you noticed that andrew i never like watched that because it's like millions it. of people to check into a show right. it's the most popular podcast <laughs> ever so we'll go Hey Siri. Yeah, that's funny. That was weird because I didn't say Hey Siri, but I I did say Hey Philip. (gasps) What? What? (laughs) How is this happening right now? No, but turn it off. She googled the microwave. You goddamn phone. Wait, what? What's the what's the word that's throwing this off right now? Hey Siri. That's what it was. 
Yeah, mine did uh, it, but I don't know how that happened the first time. Anyway, this is not riveting broadcast anyway. material yeah, right now. Fuck off with this. Why theory. is my phone not? Okay, whatever. You have a galaxy. You probably turned your phone. You probably turned your Siri thing off. Anyway, uh, so like so I was like doing all this crap, having terrible tours, unhappy, depressed, freshly off drugs. Yes. And um needed to make a change. I quit mid-tour. I told the Dandy Warhols, I was not going to be on the label anymore. I told the band the tour was over, even though we were halfway through. I told my publicist to go screw. I Everybody just, I was like, get out of here. Um, and and how did they take that? Not well. <laughs> and I had been working on a record, <laughs> follow-up <laughs> record for the label. And I knew that I wouldn't, like, they owned me. They owned my likeness. They owned my name. They They owned it all. And so... I took that record and I started giving it away for free and I gave it to anyone who would make a donation to Q Center, which was an LGBTQ center here in Portland, like a community okay. center. And I went and I worked there. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I am. I hate all of this. I'm going to go volunteer every day at Q Center. And I built a new life for myself for a few years. You know, no. I, I was like. I felt like I was done with music. I was certainly done with people looking at me or other people benefiting off of my life and me feeling none of those benefits. Like that was, it sounds like a cliche, like I'm on some weird, sad VH1 special, but like it was rough. No. It sucked. Well, you were, you were, you were young and I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you signed some sort of a contract, but you <laughs> yeah. were young and eager <laughs> Yeah. Rehab, like you were saying, totally. like I, I bet you kind of signed your life away without realizing. It wasn't realizing great. It's a lot to take yeah. in. It, they, and have not being able to go by Logan Lynn. So like I, when I did that, it, oh yeah, which is your literally name your name. I couldn't go yeah. by my name, yeah. and I couldn't make music under that name. I certainly couldn't sell anything, and they owned my entire catalog from 1998 up until then. Wow. And so from publishing and everything. Oh God, everything. Ugh. So from 2010 to 2013. The Dandy Warhols really fought for me, and they got all of my masters back. They they did all of that for me. So I hope that wow. in my years of being publicly like that shit didn't work out. That I know that they know I'm grateful for what yeah, they did, they and they're on this new record. So all's well that ends well. But um, when I got my music back and I could be Logan Lynn again, I think I had like I had had a few years of just being a normal person, like yeah. I'm doing press for a cause that I care about versus just like talking about how cool I am all the time on the yeah. radio or TV. Um, and I started feeling inspired to write again. So I, you know, that's when I wrote tramp stamps and birthmarks and it actually found commercial success. Strangely, we talked about that Miley Cyrus yeah. cover. That was all part of that. Um, I had never had that kind of radio play or I had my music videos watched a million times. That's like first that, when I heard you. Yeah, that was yeah. wild. Yeah. Um, and it, to me, was a clear signal that when I do things myself and I make my own decisions, that the response is better. That I actually, authenticity is what fuels the boat, right? And so. Well, it sounds like that's what got you picked up in the first place. It is. The authenticity. Right. Yeah. It is, but yeah. this time you were behind the wheel. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, it sounds like they took he the got, authenticity out. He got out. picked up for being authentic yeah. and then stripped him of that and owned everything. Yep. Yeah, it sucked, yeah, That's man. interesting. Um, but then it was good, right? Then I'm like, okay, I'm on my own. And so that that I've been in that mode ever since. I've, uh, I blend activism and music in a way that um, keeps me caring about music. Because I care about the activism stuff, the philanthropy stuff. Yep. Um, and I've found success in this this career that felt 
unmanageable and disastrous and unpleasant and draining has over the last five years done a total flip. And I, I feel inspired to create, I feel inspired to, um, to be out in the world and I'm okay with being seen and heard. And I also feel appreciative of the journey I was on, you know, it was hard in it to, to figure out what was happening. But when I look back, you know, it'll be 20 years, um, this coming year since that first mixtape came out and each of those problems, when I talk about failing up or whatever, that was all important. None of this good stuff would have happened if I hadn't struggled. And I think I'm able to take that narrative all the way back, even to childhood trauma and things like that. Like my struggle actually is why I'm able to do this work in mental health. If I didn't know what I was talking about with trauma, I wouldn't know what I was talking about with trauma-informed care or anything like that. So um, it's been really um, healing to be able to have enough years of me being in my right mind. It'll be 10 years this March since I quit doing coke and crack and alcohol um and it's you know my life has transformed since yeah. then so i actually have perspective now that i have never ever had and that's i fantastic. think that's valuable fuck yeah man yeah. very valuable so how many records after tramp stamps there were two so Tech, or, including tramp stamps stop, right? adieu and now this one yeah there's so been a, i mean there's singles and eps but those are the full lengths yeah now at what point did you so let's talk about Keep Oregon Well and when okay. you started that. Yeah. So what, what year did you found that? So I had, when Obamacare was coming out, I had um, met a woman named Laura Dellinger, who's the president of Metropolitan Group downtown, which is like a creative social purpose organization. They are kind of like a White and Kennedy, but like less yeah. about money. Gotcha. I mean, I love White and Kennedy. That sounded terrible, but <laughs> I, I <should laughs> it's social purpose. Well, they're marketing. Yeah. Oh my a, God, B Corp. I love you, Widens. Anyway, I've, um, I used to. I work a ton of their their private events. Like I actually ball. fucking love them. Yeah. So I hope that everybody hears that. The Edit this shit out. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, what are we? At? What are we talking about? Keep, Keep working going well. well. Yeah. So in. 2012 or whenever all the Obamacare stuff was happening, I got hired by Metropolitan Group to do radical community engagement, which at the time I didn't really know what it meant. But Laura Dellinger saw me as a person who had a network and a a link to media that could be useful for public health. So they used me, for lack of a better term, to build a community engagement structure around music and art. And actually, while um, the Cover Oregon website never worked, the efforts to get people over to the website did so like our ads with bands got lampooned on john oliver but it was successful so that was the first time i had been like involved where i thought oh god i see myself as useful i think that's the key to my feeling inspired it's like am i useful in this room if so i'll be here all night if not i am out right like i don't want to feel unuseful i got that covered already internally um so you know i stuck through that to to watch it really succeed and laura was the president of the board of trillium family services trillium is oregon's largest provider of mental and behavioral health care for children and families a statewide organization and they had been doing really great work for kids uh, with the highest acuity of mental illness or of trauma since, wow. you know, in some form, since the late 1800s. Wow. Um, but they weren't in community in a way that felt, um, I think, authentic. Yeah. So doing really great clinical work 
kids are suffering, families are, are broken, put the family back together, say best of luck to you. And obviously people out here in the real world don't know what mental illness looks like, right. certainly wouldn't know what recovery looks like, and certainly are just immediately getting re-injured, right? So traumatized community, traumatized people, you go back out, it's like a trauma cycle. So yeah. they wanted to create an advocacy platform to move the sort of trauma-informed commitments of sanctuary, which is, you know, like empathy and, and open communication, all these sort of values that I actually hold really deep to my heart already. I just didn't have a framework for it. Um, wanted my help in building a platform, a coming out movement for people with lived experience of mental and behavioral health uh, challenges. Um a way to get teens and tweens engaged in mental health and kids to think that it's cooler to tell the truth about who you are than to hide. That's a wow. big one. I feel like it's awesome. a big one. Yeah. yeah, it was a big one. And it was my dream, right? It's my big dream for the world. And so I was like, great, sign me up. I love it. 2014, I went and have been building it. I, by 2015, we launched it. Um, it's keeporegonwell.com. And, you know, I have a concert series with all different kinds of bands. I've done with hundreds of bands, artists, do a lot of stuff in schools. So we build a curriculum depending on what the school's need is and go in and, like, teach emotional intelligence and things that you just, like, What's the have staff to know. like at Keep Oregon Well? So we have 700 people that work for Trillium. Everybody's kind of Keep Oregon Well staff in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have eight people that are designated throughout the state that are paid staff. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great. And every year we do like a um, Keep Oregon Well Mental Health Heroes Awards, which is a way for us to clap for people who never um, get clapped for. And every May during Mental Health Awareness Month, I have a huge uh, black and gold gala with Sheila Oh, is that what that is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we throw a party. You wear like a tux. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a black tie party for people who are from all walks of life to come and stand and be counted. It's like... Did you create this color scheme too? I did not. Keep Portland Weird did. I totally jacked it. But I did that on purpose. I talked (laughs) to them. Like, part of what I wanted to do... Oh, it is... Yeah, it is the same. It's exactly the same. And it was on purpose. Part of what I wanted to do was tap into an easily recognizable brand so that there was instant sort of recognition. And a good brand. And then, Keep Oregon yeah, weird. Yeah, no, Mental it's – well, like, like yeah. if we can create a whole culture around keeping Portland weird, we should be able to create a culture around keeping Oregon well, right? That was the <laughs> and idea happy behind and, it. Yeah. Like, come on, like, let's meet the two. Dude, um, and so it's been special to watch people who – Never, you know, presidents of corporations, people who would have never felt safe to stand up and say, I'm depressed or I struggle with suicidal ideation or I was abused, I'm a survivor. All of the stuff that people are proudly saying and also like people with mental illness technically standing up and being counted as people who matter and having us celebrate neurodiversity as opposed to illness. Like it's like your brains are different and guess what? Everybody has mental health. Nobody gets a day where you don't have mental health. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Just like sometimes your foot hurts and sometimes it doesn't. Right. Your brain's part of your body. So right. um, contrary to popular belief. That's it a really good metaphor. It is a good me- yeah. So therapeutically, does, does Keep Oregon Well, well sorry, Keep Oregon yeah. Well, are there therapists on staff or is yeah. it more an ad- so that yeah that's so it's part a it? social awareness campaign and there are therapists on staff because i'm partnered with clinicians to make sure that i'm doing 
the right stuff, right? Like I'm right. a person with lived experience myself. I have the coming out piece right. I start everything by telling my story so that other people feel safe to tell theirs. But I'm um, in partnership with clinicians, with master's level clinicians and doctorate level clinicians who Great. can really help lead the way. I'm also chief impact officer at Trillium, um, which means that I'm on the executive team and, and helping to run a major health system, which is radical in that they value me and my lived experience on par with doctors who mm. went to school to learn about mm-hmm. how to treat people with my condition. So yeah. it's it's pretty special. I feel really useful back to that um, piece. Yeah. And I think it's awesome that this crappy shit that happened to me as a kid has led to a social movement that's catching people at that same age who don't have to suffer, right? Like, I wasn't listening to adults in 1987 at all, but I was listening to Tiffany. I was listening to Millie Vanilli. I was listening to New Kids on the Block. And had they spoken about mental illness or feeling sad on the road or that life isn't perfect and it's okay to be different, I would have listened to them. Right. And so, well, that was that's what we're doing now. Yeah, that's that's great. That was the thing growing like for me because I've always struggled with some mental issues as well. Um, Yeah, for me growing up, like you were always told it's like suck it up kind of mentality, right? My family is right. Pick yourself up by the bootstraps, friends. Yeah, and it's it's like well, it's it's something else is going on that I can't quite explain to you, kind of idea. Yeah, and so it's really cool to have you know like people are starting to become. Like there, there is a problem here. Totally. Like, well, and people want to ask what's wrong with you, right? Like people, everyone always asked me what was wrong with me and had they just asked me what had happened to me instead, right? That would have been a very different experience. And, and that getting help is okay. In fact, you have to, you have to, we In were fact, talking about everyone should be doing that. In fact, you're doing it wrong if you don't. Well, for for me yes. too, it was like, because I would always get told by friends and stuff. It's like, Oh, I have bad days too. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, Something, something, yeah, yeah, something different is going on here. Like, I can't quite put my finger on it because, like, back then, too, like, mental health was still like early 90s, you know, like, the uh, mental health was not, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it's the stigma, hashtag fight the stigma. I mean, that's the the coolest part about it, yeah, yeah. And you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but what's what's the thing you struggle with the most? Oh, geez, I mean, I'll talk about it all day long. Um, I mean, depression, definitely. Yeah. And then the, the depression what triggers... What does that feel like? Like, what does that mean? Well, the depression triggers anxiety, and then they snowball into each other. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, because, like, when I was younger, I saw therapists and stuff, and... um, But for me, it's like, you know... Damn, I mean, it's about to get deep, but there there's, no, like... Go for it. There's probably... I mean, if if you were to take over the course of, like, 30 days, like, a month's time... Maybe two or three of those days, I wake up feeling motivated. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the, classic the, depression. I, I that's what I struggle with too. Yeah, and so like, and I mean, you know, there's like I'll wake up, you know, at a decent hour, like nine o'clock or something in the morning, eight o'clock, seven o'clock, but then I'll lay in bed a lot of the time till one or two in the right. afternoon because yeah. like I'm still trying to get the motivation You're to not get up. And then, yet. and then people, you know, tell me it's like, oh, well, you just need to stop being lazy, and it's like, no, there's no, something else right. going on here. Um, people are assholes that's yeah. that bottom line yeah but I mean and then right. you know a, a lot of my so I've learned it, it's a lack it's a lack of self-confidence as well mm-hmm. um, so like if I had a, a bad day in the studio yesterday or if you know I'm having trouble with a mix or something the next morning I'll wake up and it'll affect me yeah. you know and it's it, I find it more and more difficult to get up but so what I have to end up do 
like I have to basically try to force myself out of it, which doesn't sound good, but like you have to, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. Make it till you make it. Yeah. Kind of. You have, you have to like, just have to like, I feel like I have to just like kind of get up and do it. And like your routine gets you out of it. Kind of. Yeah. For me. Actually, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Logan? Like someone, it doesn't not specifically you, Neil, but someone that would say that to you, like, I, I feel like I have depression. Yeah. What would you say to them as far as help and like, what what should they do? Somebody first, right? I mean, a therapist, there's, I, I keep working well. We have tons of resources for folks. That's partly what we're doing, right? We're trying to make it where, first of all, it feels safe for people like you to say, Hey, me too. Yeah. And then second, like, where do I go? Like, well, you go to the front. You can go here and, and find <laughs> right. Really? Well, okay. off, off that point That's too, if to I, know. if I could real quickly, cause like when I was younger, I was like maybe seven or eight years old and I saw a therapist, they were telling me the same stuff. Suck it up. See, right. that's like, grow up. like you had a bad therapist. And that's I, the thing. I had, I had five. I did once, I saw too. five different ones, and they all told me the same thing. I had a therapist that bailed on me. Yeah. I was yeah. We were getting a, a good rapport, and I was starting to trust him. And then he was like, oh, I told you I was moving to Arkansas next week, right? right? I'm like, huh? Yeah, therapists <laughs> are people, too. It fucking crushed me. I had yeah. my very first therapy experience. I was 14, and I had been seeing a boy at school secretly. Yeah. Um, and this therapist was a Christian therapist and outed me to my parents. <sighs> and because my boyfriend had turned 18 the week before. That's illegal, isn't it? I oh, had to no. be sent to Tennessee to live with a different family. So I'm just wow. saying. So, yeah, I wonder how you therapy, felt about therapists after that. Therapy is like, a challenge for me, too. Wow. Right. And, like, dating, the first few are going to suck. Fuck. Maybe the first 10 suck. And fucking and eventually you get to one that doesn't. That's and the thing. Neil. It's important, and maybe it's yeah. not yeah. therapist, right? So that's prescriptive. Well, maybe. no, I, I have trust for him now because, yeah. like, I, I feel like you know, with stuff like what you're doing, it, yeah. it's becoming a lot more aware for sure. Yeah. And there's more options, but I think behind what I'm trying to say is like connection is what matters, right? So, like, maybe it's a therapist, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's somebody who. Uh, also wakes up and has a hard time getting out of bed. To me, like not feeling so alone is the motivator. And so every day I get up and I do this stuff because I know that I can't be the only person who wants to drive off the bridge. Can't be. I know, You're literally not. I know that I'm not. Dude, for years I thought I was the only one. No. Like legitimately. I not every what? time I'm yeah. on the bridge. It's su- I have yeah. persistent suicidal ideation. It's never going to go anywhere. My impulse control is what I have been working on for two decades, and I have that under wrap. But to try to not be depressed, to try to not have trauma strapped to my back, to try to not want to kill myself, those are insurmountable feats. I will always have that. And wow. I will always have really a self-care plan right. that allows me to not act on my impulses, that allows me to feel connected even when I feel that's it. like there's no that's one it. around. The like, self-care plan. I have plan. a lot the of plan. ways I take care of myself. You yeah, have structure. Part of it. Stru- routine is a huge part of it. Yeah, well, for, for me too, growing up into that point, I, I was aware that I was having those things, but... I always felt like a piece of shit because I felt like nobody else was. And mm-hmm. so I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? That shit that yeah. happens as a kid is so lasting. Yeah, yeah you are who you were at age seven forever. I, I'm lucky enough that I didn't have like specific trauma. I can't pinpoint someone didn't hurt me. Someone didn't yeah. abuse me. Nothing like that. But it's that sustaining shit. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's just passive aggressive nature in my family or whatever it might sure. be. 
and it, it really fucks you up. Yeah. I'm the, 34 years old, and it still bothers me today. Yeah. I and think, it'll never go away. Well, it's like the nature of being alive, right? Like, life is kind of trauma. Like, not to feel, not to be a bummer. <laughs> no, it's like, but that's but like, the Buddhist way. When you look life at, is like, trauma theory as, like, a scientific theory, human beings experience all change as trauma. If I yes. move, it's a trauma. Parents if I, divorce. Oh, my God. Every Fucking, loss, every change, uh-huh. everything is a physiological, emotional trauma. And so once you start to understand that, it's like you don't have to have had a bad experience. You grew up in America. You're traumatized, right? right? Right. And to me, like getting to a place where I could accept that everybody, including the people who hurt me, were at one point people who were hurt. That We're also hurting. Hurting people hurt people, friends. Like that's the deal. And so to have compassionate compassion for everybody is a challenge. But as people are being assholes to me, stealing my stuff, taking my ideas, breaking up with me, what the fuck ever, if in my adult life now I always, always ask inside my head what has happened to this person exactly. that is making them act like this. Yep. And instantly after I ask that question, I don't feel mad. I feel compassionate. Hmm. I assume something worse than what has happened to me today hmm. is happening to them. And I move on. Maybe they flip me off, so but it's important. over. Yeah, right. I, I was lucky enough. I figured that out several years ago. I, I it, My thing is I don't get mad at people. I get mad at myself. Right. It's all introverted is all is all the thing. Like if I. Yeah, but that's the same thing. I mean, is it? I think it is. I mean, Logan, you, you're probably more qualified, but. If you're if Se- you're taking it out on you, I guess yeah. Is more, if yeah. you're taking it out on you, yeah. Well, you are just like people, so it's you like drug also addiction is what that's all you know. Drug addiction, exactly. suicidal ideation, cutting. Yep. Or just internal narratives of I'm not good enough. All of that. No, it's like that's you could it. also interrupt that with like, but what's happened to me? What's happened? Why to me? do I feel? You have to have conversation with yourself. Way? What part of what I've done or experienced has led me to feel this way? That's why I'm just the way that he has conversations about the people that are hurting him. Like mm-hmm. he just got done saying, right. you have to have that same conversation with yourself. It's a practice, man. I have a team it's of people that I do this with every day. It sounds really stupid, but every meeting we have, every time we get together. We start by going around the circle, around the room, like we, we would have done it here, for instance. I say, how are you feeling? What are your goals? And are you going to risk for help? And those three questions bring out, for whatever reason, everybody's feeling experience. On the front end of the meeting, on the front end of the get-together, on the front end of band practice. What are you feeling? What are your goals? And who are you going to ask, ask for help? Yeah, it totally changes the whole way you are in the world. And I ask myself... Well, like what that. are you feeling all day long? Right, because I can't control my feelings, but I can control the narrative I assign to them. And I can control my reaction to them. Um, and I think I used to feel like that was impossible and that I had to be medicated to survive and all sorts of things. That's kind of where I'm at. Some of that's true. And yeah. medication is a really useful tool. Um but the narrative was was what was really killing me. My my feeling and telling myself all day long, I'm not good enough. I'm broken. You deserved this. You're fucking up your life. You're fucking everybody right. else's life right. up. You'd be better. Everyone would be better if you're not here. All of that stuff was so powerful, much more powerful than whatever chemical imbalance might be happening or um, 
the trauma. I might still be processing like my, it's like that old horror movie adage, like the calls coming from inside the house. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to put it. It's real. Yeah. Right. No, you so, what so, you think. so, so mm. what, so based wow. off of what you just said, what are some of the things that helped you get out of that? Music. Okay. You know, having a place to put all this performing stuff. music, no, writing music, like or me at a piano in the dark is how I which is literally survive, what you survive, and that's what I do. And so, you know, a lot of people send me messages like, "Are you okay?" After they see those clips on my Instagram, and it's like, "Yeah, I actually really? am okay now." That actually made but you I better. Wasn't before? Yeah. Before I made that thing you're apparently scared of. I wasn't okay, and now I am. And thanks of this for asking. Weird writing in the dark situation. Um, yeah, there's like countless videos. And have, you, have you ever? Have you ever? No- sorry. Have you ever noticed that like you feel so depressed that you don't even feel like doing that? Yeah. Then I have other mm. things I do. Like so what? I um, have a list of shows that I love. Friends. If I watch Friends for two hours straight, <laughs> I feel better. Because it's no just lie. so, yeah. and that's not probably your favorite show, but like whatever your favorite no, weird it. stupid show is, like, put that. If you cannot get out of bed, put a TV near your bed and watch your favorite show for two hours. You can get out of bed probably. Right. Um, I think you know harm reduction. So like, I am an alcoholic, but there's other things that you can do that make you feel better. Maybe that's exercise. Maybe that's shopping exercise is key <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of stuff you can do i think it's different for everybody but having a plan making a plan when you're well for what you're going to do when you're not is essential and i yeah. think you're right that if 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 that sort of making music feels like work then that's not your self-care plan that's work right well see what what happens for me at least is because like music was always my passion in yeah. in, in the past you know 11 years ago music for me was my escape it yeah. was my it was my to make myself better. Yeah. But then as time went on, I got older. I don't know what happened. This is something I'm still trying to figure out. A lot of the time it feels like it's also work. your job now. You know, yeah, now that well, you're a producer and a mix. I mean, I, I do, I know I do enjoy it. I yeah. know I do, but there's a lot of times, a lot of days where I wake up and it's like, okay, I have to do this right. as opposed to before, like when I was younger, it was like, oh my God, I don't have to do anything. I can, I get to do this. Right. Yeah. And so that's what I'm struggling with these days. So but I, Logan, I don't know. I, clarify though, if your if your self care plan, like the thing that like for you, it's friends, right? It's if, friends if I can't get out of bed. It's fancy restaurant if I can. It's but is call do, my mother. But is sometimes watching friends, do you even have to force yourself to do that? Oh yeah. Okay, so that's key. But yeah, I know so that that's, that's my plan. But that he like, knows that's to. the plan. That's my drugs. That's I have to take huge. friends right now. So that clarifies everything. Yeah. So so that makes sense. Yeah. If, if you wouldn't mind, so maybe walk walk me through a day where yeah. it's I can't even watch Friends. So what what do you do yeah. when you wake up? You feel like that. What's your first plan of action? What are your so thoughts? I have a couple of people identified in my life that I call. Yeah. If I I there are my people that I call when I'm really at the end, and mm. I do that. I have not called. A lot, but I call when I need to, or if I feel like I'm gonna need to, to it's the lifeline to hit mm-hmm. that. Yeah, but like not like a scary lifeline. Just no, like I a, meant in that. Hey, show I need coffee. Context. Lifeline. Hey, can we talk for five minutes about something positive? Lifeline. Like right. just take my mind off this. So I do have tr- a couple trusted people that I rely on in times of crisis, and. 
I have my self-care plan printed out. It's on my fridge. It's on the backside of my badge at work. It's on my voice notes. It's I, it's everywhere. no joke. It's no joke. It's like wow. you actually literally have to see it to remember. Yeah, like wherever like there's a picture of a dick hanging on the wall. I love it. You should put your self care <laughs> plan next to that. Right. Okay. Right so next to your work is, flow chart. Is like, it something that we can share? Is that something you wouldn't mind going over? Like what your plan is that you have printed out? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to. I, you know, it's different for everybody. It's actually a document that we do at work through Keep Oregon Well. Self-care plan is like the whole thing. Cool. I'm happy to like share that with you and get you. Your sure. Own. Yeah. Yes. I, I would just love to hear an example. Everybody that, should. This is a too. whole new yep. philosophy so for like for my assistant, like she's really into yoga and every now and then we have heated like meetings and she's like, I got to go do my self-care plan and I'll walk gotta around the corner. She's in there like deep breathing in her office right like that's her that's, that's her deal rad. we also that's have so miniature cool. ponies at work that are like <laughs> therapy ponies oh so I, I know that cats. our like the vice president her self-care plan is go say hi to the pony that's awesome it's really what works for what makes you happy and so it sounds to me like in your life in particular you've had a shift where like your escape has now turned into sort of an oppressive force at times where you're at like times, shit yeah. I right. don't fucking want to do this today and also I have to that's not escape it, it comes work. into a lot of self-consciousness and a lot of self-doubt is why that it's is it's a stressor yeah. it doesn't yeah. sound like it's always relieving stress it's like creating some so but more so about, now than yeah yeah, yeah. it shifts but it also yeah. like I've had that too right like I'm like I quit music I, I sent out a press release that was Logan Lynn commits career suicide yeah. to everyone <laughs> like that is crazy crazy and also here i am right right and I, also I here just i am think it's like <laughs> um it's a thing man it's it's hard and and if you're really methodical about it and you figure out what makes you happy in a time where you can so like next time you mm. feel better make this list yeah that's that's I'm, I'm in that that crossroads where I'm, I'm aware something's going on i'm aware of what needs to happen but at the same time i don't have my miniature pony i don't yeah. know i don't know what that looks like you'll yet. find i'm figure still that trying out. to figure that out that's, yeah. that's something you out. can figure out any, like, any tips on how happy? to do that yeah i don't know you well enough to give you personal right but what tips, like but for like, you example there's i'm really into animals i sometimes go pet animals at the humane society in the past i have left with animals when i do that so it's a little bit dangerous <laughs> uh, but everybody has pets i love you know i can do animals all day long yeah writing down angry letters to the heads of companies hmm. and the president and shit that i have no control over mm-hmm. makes me feel better right. i do that Watching Law and Order, watching fucking Law and Order SVU, where right. weird rapists get in trouble and go to jail, yeah. makes me feel better every time. I will watch that all day long sometimes because hmm. I get a feeling of justice from that. If I'm feeling like the world is unjust, if you watch it all day, do you feel guilty? No, that you're not getting work done. Fuck no. Fuck really? No. Interesting. You're no, because you done. matter. You you can't function. Think about it like this: If you're in an airplane, the thing they say to you is, "Put your gas, put your gas mask on, put your, put your oxygen yeah, first, mask on, and then first. help others." Yeah, and then help and others. So if you think about work or tasks or like shit you got to do as others, you have to make yourself whole first. That's and right. That's about being happy. Uh, you know, Neil, we talked about that's this a good point a couple days ago. Like yeah. if you're building a house, you don't start with the roof, yeah, and the exactly. windows, and oh, the yeah. carpet. 
You no. start with the foundation. No, I, I give that analogy to people the all footings, the time. You start down. But he just he up. just cleared it up for me. Though. Love it. That's yeah. good. It's actually good. like when I did the fire academy. I was a firefighter for three years. Oh my god, I have so many almost firefighters in my life. So and, weird. And so when I did that, the the number one thing they teach you in the academy is what Logan just said. You have to help yourself before you can you, help others. Uh, in a you're way. not yeah, a good yeah. firefighter or a medic if you're not alive, dude. In the, like, in the ding, ding, ding. you can't help people out of that house if you're dead. You guys, you guys might be able to chime in on this, but in the era that I grew up in. It was wrong to work on yourself first. Fuck all that. Do yeah. do you do you know what I'm talking well, about? Well, see where that got old them. old and antiquated. Yeah, but like it was it was you know my like my grandpa you... died when he was sixty. My my most of my family died super young because they drank themselves to death right. or generation. But you remember that like... cultural shift that happened when in, like in the nineties? It's still happening. There it's are still, still yeah. people that would judge you at work for saying I gotta go take care of myself or I'm gonna take a personal day or mental or health day. Or that I day. see a therapist. Yeah. You know how long like, it took me well, to Well it's not even that, that. it's just like they, all the time now. They like you like the way I was out I was brought it. up was you have to lo- look out for everybody before yourself. That was the way I was brought up. No. Well that's a nice saying and it's it's fucking Yeah I'm not arguing bullshit. it. I'm just saying it's interesting how that and but now, the thing about that, that is you again you can't help anyone if you're not healthy yourself. Yeah, you it, can't be productive. Which I agree healthy. with more. And most of what yeah, I learned growing up was You matter first too. Like that's, I like yeah. I reject all of that. Fuck yeah. Dude and think it's not that long ago. I mean we're still monkey brained people but not that long ago these were fucking monkeys walking around. Yeah. Monkeys. No, I love monkeys. That's my self. Yeah, monkeys. Are really <laughs> I love monkeys too. It's all funny until they really chew your face too. off. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm, think about what they thought in the 20s. Yeah, they were Outrageous. like strung out. Everybody just should feel <laughs> like they have permission to go get help, to yes. get well, to say who yes. they are out loud. If you need permission, I'm giving you permission right now. Not that you need my permission, but if you're listening, just feel like you can do it. It's like yep. not that big a deal. And no. like thinking about it, like you have to have all the answers is also wrong. Like don't have any answers. Figure out one thing. One thing at Figure time. out what you like to do. Figure out something that makes you happy. And then figure out a way to try to lean into that as much as you can. Yep. And it's not... It's not realistic to think that everybody can go on a vacation or take time off or do some of the stuff that I do for myself. And it wasn't realistic for myself 10 years ago either. But it took you time. Yeah. And here I am being all kinds of vacuous. Yeah. And you got sparkly gold shoes on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) I I personally feel like mental health is one of those things that is just now starting to become a scientific study. Because like we know all kinds of shit about the physical body. We know about bones, muscles, blah, 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 blood. Um, Yeah. We used to like shock people's brains and lock them up. Yeah. The mental aspect you can't see. Not always, and when you do, yeah. it can be really scary, right? Yeah. Like, so, b- but this is why science is, mm-hmm. I feel like, has been slow to catch up to it. It's stigma. They, there's also no stigma. data to prove that anything's true because of the stigma. We used to lock right. people up. We never, we weren't treating people. Electroshock until. treatment and Dude, shit. It's yeah. Outrageous. Yeah, it was bad, and I think people were mistreated and abused. Right? Like, you have a bad therapist. A lot of people were mistreated and abused by the industry. It's hard to do LGBTQ outreach. Because it wasn't that long ago where gay people and trans people were put into mental institutions for uh, being gay, yeah. right? So there's, I think, Awful. a lot of barriers. And I think Keep Oregon Well and the work I'm doing, that Adieu record was all about this too, right? Like creating a conversation space for 
people to feel like it's normal to feel emboldened to stand up and be like, oh, yeah, me too. Wow, that guy is saying that out loud. Yeah, okay, me too. Do you guys work with a lot of LGBTQ Yeah, it's also an equity and inclusion uh, platform, right? So communities of color, queer kids. Mm -hmm. If you think about my experience, so I've built this whole thing around what would I have needed? What would have interrupted my trauma process? What, What did I need? And we use me as a case study. Uh, I know a lot of it, and and certainly the clinicians that I work with know more. Um, But but a lot of what I needed was connection, right? Was was feeling like I'm part of something. And so, um, if we've created that for people who feel invisible by telling queer kids stories or by having um, spokespeople that look like folks. Um, as opposed to just having it be like me, hi, I'm a white guy and I represent everybody. Yeah. Uh, that to me, I think has been the magic, right? Like people see themselves in this campaign. They see themselves in the movement. I partner with people like um, Lars Larson and folks like that. Because, you reached across the aisle. Oh, I reached all the Good way across you. the aisle Good and, and then you. around Good for you. again. Yeah, I That's think fantastic. there has to be everybody at the table. Mental health doesn't care who you vote for right. mental illness doesn't care of if you're Christian and trauma doesn't care if you're queer or not. Right. Wow. That's awesome. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. I absolutely love it. And okay. I, but while we were doing all that, Andrew was scrolling through my Instagram. He went all the way to the very first picture I posted, which looked to me like a picture of Barbie doll share. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I, I also noticed how you're following 666 people across on all channels. So yep. if I ever follow you back, it means somebody got cut. So you keep it at 666 for years. Interesting. <laughs> I'm not awesome. trying to be the mark of the. <laughs> yes. Pull it up. So this is from years ago. They're looking at my Instagram, and I appear to have given Cher doll a makeover. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? It's so terrifying. Yeah, really weird. Andrew, where are we at on the clock there, big boy? I One think hour. we're we're there. Dude, Let's we're do. so good at this time thing. I know, we're fucking Every good. time. For a break. Yeah, we're yeah, every... our ceremonial yeah. pee break. Oh, yeah, Logan, it's the pee party. Where we all go have yep. a pee party. Love it. And then we'll come back, talk about things of the world, and I have a couple other things for you. How about that? Chop, chop. Chopity chop. Surprise. We'll be right here. Apple pie. Welcome back, James P. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so much poop. Gia, Gia, welcome back, everybody. We Hi. all successfully peed, yes, everyone? Yes. I think Sometimes, so. Some of us more than once. I peed twice, everybody. <laughs> That's a lot of beer and coffee through this young young male. I'm not young. What are we talking about? Sure you are. I was going to call you out, but <laughs> you know, I didn't want to be mean. I'm know. young for like the world. I'm not young for a human being. Young I mean, for the, the world earth. is billions of years old. Of course you're young for the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, young. I'm young for the world. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> so much poop. Okay. My wife just texted me, are you doing a podcast right now? Speaking, of, speaking of poop. Definitely. No. <laughs> yes. mom, definitely mom. I said I'm really Sorry, mom. Didn't Sorry, mean to call mom. you out there. Um, Drew. Yo. Let's do some current events. All right. With Logan Lynn. Great. What you got, brother? Who's Logan? Who's the big one? No, I'm joking. 
Charles oh. Manson is dead. That motherfucker. What? He's dead? What a yeah, he just died the other Rest day. Rest in shit. Rest in shit. Yeah. Um, what a charming fellow. What yeah, you? what a just a swat gun on his forehead kind of guy. Lovely. What did he die of? They said natural causes, what oh. I read. Okay. A career criminal, amateur musician. He didn't drink any Kool-Aid or anything? No. <laughs> he just had other people Good do one. that. I love cold humor. Do you know that he didn't physically kill anybody? Yeah. He just had his minions do it for him? I read a whole thing uh, yesterday Crazy. on Donald Logue's page, who is like a famous TV guy. For some reason, I follow him on Facebook. And he was talking about... Um, a movie star that had been around Charles Manson in the 60s and he the way he did his power over people was like what we would call in in present day sort of hypnotic guided meditation right but he would like get people high Whoa. without any drugs and then have I them do really skill. wild stuff like kill people like kill people yeah jesus love him i i i really don't understand the whole thing like same all these Women were just oh my god. They well, that loved was the him. first time I had heard any explanation like, that like actually he was doing fuck? hypnosis, sort of mind control on people. I mean that that makes so much sense now. Like I don't get it. Well, it could technically, possibly, perhaps play into what we were talking about earlier with a bunch of people who were not understood who found somebody that seemed like they were right. looking yeah. for love in all right. the wrong places. That's what yeah. cults are, right? Yep. I have been in cults before and around cults, and I think it is filling a void in your life for sure. Right. Ooh, uh, have you watched Leia Remedy's oh, Scientology obsessed. show? Oh, it's so but good. Why is it on four Thank times God, a week? God, someone's it's finally on watching it. Yeah, it's, you've met people that aren't watching it. These two assholes. Well, Lo- well, Neil doesn't watch anything. I live in a cave. He doesn't oh God, observe pop culture at all. For TV. I'm a pop culture <laughs> junkie. I don't even think that's pop culture. I think it's like significant so culture good. shift. I would agree. It's like she's bringing down Goliath, bro. Oh, it's those same Dude, shoes. Dude, it's so good. Oh, they are. Oh, look at that. These He's... shoes are stars. Logan is wearing the sparkly gold shoes in his video, Oh Lucifer. And also, Up behind the scenes you. info, wears them in real life. Who? You. Said oh, the oh. Scenes info. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, just checked I? out for a second. Yeah, that was totally hard. He uh, was thinking about that poopy. I'm not even stoned and I just checked out. Uh, wow. Well, let's go back to Manson. What a son of a bitch. Right. I think we covered that, right? Like, he sucks. Goodbye. Yeah, he sucks. Bye, Goodbye. Do you think he's in heaven or hell? I don't believe in I don't believe in both. I think he's, Ooh, he's in his own Double answer hell. at the same time right there. I like yeah. that. I love um, the double answer. What else you got? AC? All right. Um, ACDC's oh. Malcolm yeah. Young has passed. This oh. is a real one. This feels is, like everybody's. He's dying. kicking Manson's age ass of sixty-four. Right it's pretty young. That yeah, pretty young. young. Yeah, Fairly and like young, I, all the people that were posting about him, like Dean Del Rey, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> this guy that me and Andrew follow, his name is Dean Del Rey. Highly recommend him. Stand-up comedian, podcaster. Okay. Perfect guy. I think he he was on Jay Moore's podcast. Awesome. Yes, many times. Jay Moore. They toured together. Shout out. Shout out. But uh, yeah, Malcolm Young, one of the, one of the greats, uh, rhythm guitar player for ACDC, obviously. Rock or bust. He was the best man. I never I, really listened to them because growing I up, I either. was like not allowed to listen to secular music, so I missed a lot of that. No oh, bummer. But I can sing any Amy Grant song you want me to sing. Dude, I'm such a hu- Andrew. 
Yep. The Macmillan family, Amy Grant. Oh, nonstop. Nonstop. I feel like I hope you're not mocking me right now. No. <laughs> Am I mocking you? No, he would play this shit on his you, own. You don't understand. Like, years later, like, he would still rock it. Baby, baby, heart in motion, the yeah, Christmas yeah. How many times have you seen him live, James? Many. So they <laughs> many. were just here this weekend, you know. Huge. Were you there? With Michael W. Smith. Yeah. No, I was not there. Forever. Fr- oh. Tennessee Christmas. Tennessee Christmas. The best. I remember the you hits. posting that last year. Um, what's real. the other one? Um uh, I love it. Love Will Find a Way. Christmas song. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, I don't like Christmas music or Christmas, but I love Amy Grant. And Michael W. Smith anyway, is like definitely. I, he was like so, major CCM voters. Yes, big time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah big old chin too. Um, oh, yes, Amy. baby, baby. I hear One of the guys I represent, Travis Ball, uh-huh. he, he's a mix engineer from Nashville, and he toured with Michael W. Smith. He just got off the road with him last Hot. month, all through Canada. He was the Canada. front of house mixer for him. So yeah, he's got some I've stories. I've never met Michael W. Smith, but I did attend the church that Amy Grant goes to in Nashville. Nashville. A little bit as a child when we would visit the Belmont Church of Christ. Love it. I loved her. She was the first fallen She's angel gorgeous, that dude. I like loved. And our church oh. was like, don't listen to her. Because she went secular. Yeah. But it's like a song about her yeah. actual baby, Fucking you guys. Cunt. Like yeah. she had a baby. Let her sing a song to her baby. Was it really? Yeah. Dude, this is like so my childhood. She's dressed fantastic in this video, like, no lie. I love oh, yeah. her. Like, if my friends would just dress like Amy Grant during this <laughs> era, I would feel like they would wind up well, on I, the I came dress. in here with I'll a work on it. Did you notice that? I mean, I feel like you're a little bit Amy I'm a little Grant. Amy. You know I'm what? A you're a little Amy. Stephen Curtis Chapman, if I'm being real. There you go. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I'll go to the store right now and buy that outfit. Yeah. Please. I, I'm kind of like old, old-timey old conservative appearing at points, but I'm very not. I'm very liberal. I don't get and, that vibe from you. Okay. I've never seen you as dressing conservative. Oh, geez, that just goes up. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting I'm wearing perception. boots. Does that help? I have an American Those are boots. Hat. Those are hipster boots. Those are not boots. I know. Those are like $300 fashion boots. Yeah, those don't yeah. look like boots. God damn it. Is that how much you spent on this? Yeah, they're like 270 That's a deal. You know how much Dude, I, for I, I've told you what I got my leather shoes? ones for, right? Yeah, those are ridiculous shoes, and we need to talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about them almost every episode, I think. Goddamn elf shoes. And I love them. And I love you for wearing them. Eight dollars full leather. That's badass, man. Did you get them? They're like China. They're from China. China. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Well, they're like China is what I just said. And everyone agrees. <laughs> they with are. Me. Yep. In fact, they are China. <laughs> they <laughs> are China. They pre- they, they in, you know embody everything that is China. Yeah. Well, yep. shout out to Amy Grant. I Hashtag love you, Amy Grant. Amy. She's the best. God damn it. Or at least I'm a blaster. <laughs> He's fairly good. <laughs> Vanilla. Uh, dude, her song Hats is absurd. Hats. Do you know which one I mean? I don't think I know that one. One day I'm a mother. Next oh, day yes. I'm a lover. No, I do know that what one. What am I supposed to do? Hats. I really like her old work. Like oh, grape, so bad. Grape Joy. I got okay, a Grape, grape Joy and Jesus in the Vineyard of the Lord. Like, okay, so you're going way back. super corny. Super Christian. I loved it. Is that a wine was... reference? Is that what yeah, that exactly. Gotta be. Jesus Jesus. Jesus-y, uh, Jesus-y. I found Jesus in wine. Is that? I love her. I also loved Steve Taylor. El Shaddai. That was a song I was trying El to pull from. Shaddai. El Shaddai. Yeah. Something, something. Some other stuff I'm not going to try to say. But yeah, it's like real holy words. I love Tennessee <laughs> Christmas. Gorgeous song. But I like Friends or Friends Forever if the Lord's the Lord of them. I thought I'm you liked Tennessee that. Christmas. No, I don't like any Christmas music. I just was telling you what she played this weekend. Oh. I was trying to be supportive because oh, you were okay. so excited. I was so excited. I, my, I, I like, like my Christmas Amy music. Grant, like, Love Will Find a Way era. Um, stay uh, for a while. Stay for a while is a perfect song. Are you What's a Dolly this? Parton fan? 
Uh, yeah, I like Dolly. Jolene, I mean, I classic shit. I don't know. It wasn't Christian enough for me to listen to as a kid. I like. I think you'd like some Dolly. I'm going to send you some Dolly. I do like Dolly, but I don't like no Dolly. Gotcha. Fair Who's enough. Dolly? <laughs> <laughs> Something about boobs. This is terrible. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Look at her outfit again. Terrible. Amy Grant's outfit. We're watching point. Amy She's Grant She's got perform. like a weird braid. And a lot of shoulder pads back then. She looks fantastic. It's the 80s. And she's smoking. Yeah, she is. Yeah. I love her. I love it. That's my style girl, too. <laughs> Same, I guess. Kind of. really doing it for me, 80s Amy. 80s. Hashtag Amy's 80. Can kinda we start Jewish it? Kind of Jewish looking yeah, 1983, almost. yeah. Exactly. She's definitely Love got it. a particular look she's like i'm gonna sing by these plants <laughs> yeah on a fake staircase build me a golden staircase <laughs> to a bunch of fake plants <laughs> you orange wall behind me <laughs> i'd like my hair to be full on the sides and completely wet and flat looking on top <laughs> just kidding ames you look fabulous oh ames. man she's also got baseball diamonds for earrings yeah, yeah, she I sure does. That. And I do yeah. like how she's done her eyebrows. Sport. She's not afraid of a real serious brow. Real serious brow. Something, something. <laughs> Be careful. Like, those are holy words, girl. <laughs> Is that Hebrew? I would imagine. It's something. It's something holy, holy-ish. It's too holy for me. All right. Enough of the goddamn Thank immigrant. You. Too much Jesus. holy. Oh, too much Jesus holy. Christ. Come on. Keep it on. All right. Moving on, what else? We did enough like holy in the bathroom. Charles Manson to All right. <laughs> That's how we roll here, man. <laughs> Not even a split second. This is sad. Next oh. up in investigations, we got a. Uh... Okay. Charlie Rose on. But this is not breaking right. news. Have you ever, like, do you watch John Oliver's show last week tonight? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. He Sometimes. does those super clips of this guy, Charlie Rose, know, being, being a creep with his co-host. I just think, like, for whatever reason, people are paying attention now. He's an actual creep. Not everybody is an actual creep. This guy is an actual creep. See, this bumps me out, though, Logan. Because I'm he a sucks. fan of Charlie Rose. Oh, you are? Yeah, his soft southern drawl and his, I his bet demeanor. I if you were a young lady, he'd be a fan of you, too. Yeah, touche. <laughs> touche. <laughs> a young southern lady? or does? Yeah, but it's no. I think it's okay to let white guys who suck just, like, get found Fucking. out. It's actually okay even if you're not white. I don't know why I made that distinction. I guess I'm just kind of especially over white guys right now. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, look, all of the accused folks have been male and white, right, so far? No, I mean, like, Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah, you're right. That was he kind of a big really deal. fucked up a lot of people. Uh, and I don't think it's but straight that was prior males, to this whole. That was prior to this whole It is, but how far tornado. back should we go? Exactly. I just think, yep. like, if yep. you're going to do it, like, call out the real creeps. There's probably going to be a pendulous swing where Al everybody Franken. gets sucked up into it. And in the end, the real creeps will, uh, you yeah. know, get shaken out. Yeah, we were talking about this on the break. I, I agree. It comes from a good place, and like you said, it'll it'll shake itself out, and the real creeps will be found. Yeah. And those who are innocent, hopefully, will be found innocent. Yeah, and also, it's a good you know. message to everybody to like stop masturbating into plants unless you have people's permission. Yeah, it's not that hard, guys. You just say, or maybe it is I? that hard, and I had to jack off. Am I right, guys? High five. No, 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 no. That's no one. No, okay. I don't want to high five, but I do think if your thing is you know jerking it in front of people, like find somebody who wants that. Right. There's plenty of there's, people who would want that. Amen. And it's all about there's consent. There's plenty of people who don't. That's right. Yeah. Yes. I'm not one of those people. I'll just jack off into all my plants. <laughs> Dude, come on Everybody's over. Everybody's invited to my house. Jack off in my plants. <laughs> That's what plants are for. 
Yeah, what a weird, <laughs> what a weird thing to want to do, by the way. You know what? No shame to each their own. If you have permission and it's your plant, jacket. Jacket. But it is not my thing. No, it's probably right. more like I just want to masturbate right now, and this plant looks like the only thing that's disposable. <laughs> right. That's like what it is. It's not the plant. This this seems like it would not inconvenience the host. Yeah. Mm, okay. Doesn't right. seem like the best idea. Yeah, Al Franken's a bummer too, because you know he's funny and stuff and whatever. But I still feel like it's. I want to believe people who are survivors i want to believe people who have had an experience and then i want the the actual system to work right like i and Due i don't process. know that i believe that it does but i'm gonna sort of watch it play out Agreed. and believe yeah, we, people yeah we can't have a uh you know a public what, what do they call that like a, a witch hunter a jury by you know the crowd there's a the court system exists for a reason and yeah if you're if you're really guilty then like go through the process to find that yeah and i think that'll happen does that make sense yeah it does make sense so one of my mentors was gian gomeshi who's a canadian oh yeah cbc right um god i actually was really instrumental in bringing him to america like we were doing a whole bunch of stuff i brought him to portland Mm -hmm. big radio show he turned out to be a fucking fucking creep right like and and i didn't know that and I had to do a whole like bunch hit, of apologizing hit women and stuff, right? for bringing. Yeah, no, he was terrible. Terrible. And it was way beyond sex. It was violence. And, yes. uh, and so, um, you know, I was his friend and it was awful. It was awful. And also, I publicly disavowed him. I deleted him in, from my phone. I let go of all. Um, all feelings about him right right because he had hurt people it doesn't matter that i knew him as a good guy he actually hurt people and therefore we're not going to be connected anymore so i think stuff like that eventually shakes out and people's initial reaction is you want to protect your friends and i think that's where we're wrong right like let's listen to people and things will shake out if he had been innocent it would have been a different story well that's my concern is like with all it it for lack of a better term, it seems to be it, it could be in in like seen as a trend now for some people. Well, I think well, people have permission to say it out yeah. loud, which is good. I I want to support. But there that. might be a, there might be a lot of people who are accusing when there's no actual. I think we'll see. That's just my concern. Though. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think it, I I do think sometimes that there are uh, there's a small percentage of people who accuse folks of of sexual violence that it's not true i think what's probably happening right now is we're in need of a cultural definition of um what's proper or what's improper oh i i agree i i feel like this has been happening for years but it it just was never okay to talk about so there's a flood people feel permission i'm just afraid of when the pendulum as you were saying during the break is going to shift and there's going to be a lot of accusations that aren't actually true and it's going to ruin a lot of careers happen i don't know that that will happen i i don't i you know it's i don't think it's happened yet and i hope it doesn't but you know in the end good or bad people who are guilty of sexual violence will pay for that. It's I, like yeah. a visa card. That's the whole idea. That's the goal. Totally. And I, I'm I'm really happy that all these people are feeling comfortable to come forward now. Yeah. Um. Because you know, like I said, back this was just what happened, for and sure. they didn't say anything about it. You know, it's a culture but, reset, and in comedy too, right? Like if you think about um, stand-up comedy culture, it's 
it's a, there's a lot to wrestle with there. It's like one, at one moment you're on stage getting applauded for saying something, and then you step off the stage, you say the very same thing, and you're actually in trouble, right? And mm-hmm. so where that line gets blurred between performance and reality, I think is where people are needing to really land right now. Yeah, and, and I feel like back in the day, there that line was a lot more skewed. Yeah. Right? And, like, people, people like, you know, because when, you know, you're you're – a stand-up comedian, you're a nobody, and then all of a sudden, an overnight success, so to speak. It's, it's. I, I would assume it's really tough for these people to kind of find that fine line, and I'm sure they overstepped the bounds. Are they bad people? I don't know. Are well, they good people? Even good people and bad people. Right. I, I think people think. do bad things. Yeah, yeah. and, and like are struggling, and you learn from your mistakes. I hope we have enough space in the culture for people to make mistakes and apologize. I've agreed. I, I'm worried we don't. Like That's Louis C.K.'s response. It's possible that we don't right now. Yeah, I was gonna say it, yeah. it, it's not good what he did. Obviously, it's fucking horrific. But yeah. his response, I guess, is maybe as good as it could be. And what he did was like. I'm gonna peace out for a while. I've done a lot he of. I've been able to. That it was true, and I like and that's he right. He said back, it's true. Right? What I did was wrong, and I've spent my whole life being able to say whatever I want to say. Now yeah. it's time for me to step back and listen. Totally peace. And you haven't heard I from him since. I do not think the world is full of people that are dying to tell lies about the sexual trauma they've experienced. Agreed. I really don't. It, I mean, it, it might be the. Very small. It's three percent statistically, right? Is that right? Like that's the statistic. There's three percent of reported rapes that are false. Imagine being raped or sexually uh, abused in any capacity, yeah, and feeling like you couldn't say anything. Well, that's what everybody feels. Well, that's what has been happening until now. Horrific. Yeah, I mean, people, people, yeah, people are. I feel like are finally having the courage to come forward for sure. And I commend that. Me too. And I think we have to wrestle in the culture with what we think is appropriate as far as content as far as like behavior and and i think we're coming to a place now where thankfully we all agree that some things are really not okay yeah finally it will get get (laughs) weird though it's going to be weird for a while yeah i think just like civil rights are weird still and have been for 50 some years but at least the the, uh, to bring it back the pendulum is at least swinging the other way now yeah we're in motion that pendulum is in motion thank god yeah i mean i i don't i don't know what's been going on in hollywood and new york and all that stuff but it sounds like some shit's been going down not good no and i mean if you think about power hollywood is not the only place where power exists because this is a power thing, right? Like right. it's like a powerful politics. Per- well, yes, politics will be next, and then real people in the real world. So yeah. I think it'll be a while before people stop talking about it, and I hope they never do. I hope we always talk about it, and I hope people feel more clarity at some point. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, cl- clarity is a good word. I I feel like people because like the Weinstein thing, all this stuff. Like I said, th- that was just kind of the way it was. It was written into his contract. He tried to destroy people's lives, and he's a special case. I hate him. He also fired me from my own reality TV show, so oh. I have a personal stake in why I think he's an asshole. But um, My point being yeah. was that th- him sexually abusing people was just kind of like, oh, this is what happens in Hollywood. Right. Deal with it. You want to be successful? Go for it. You know? Totally. But and now now that's changing. That somehow. I, yeah, it's that's changing the part that now. needs to change. His whole thing where he, like, hired private investigators and people to, like, destroy people's lives who he had attacked after he attacked them 
I haven't so heard, intense. I haven't heard about that. Yeah, Wait, no, uh, it's Louis? so intense. No, not oh, Louis. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, you check your phone for one second. We're I, on to the next celebrity. To be fair, I was posting <laughs> about you. So. Good. You should keep doing that, and I will keep bringing you along. Um, but yes, it, quick quick summary. What is this uh, personal investigator stuff with Weinstein? Oh, Weinstein. So Ugh. he, there's a whole New Yorker article. I heard about that. Ronan yep. Farrow is I on his it. ass like nobody else, which is awesome. But he, after pe- after he raped or assaulted someone, would go through Hollywood and tell people not to work with those people. He would plant bad stories. He would yeah. hire private investigators to find out who they'd been sleeping with and any kind of drug activity. Like, he got their dirt, he and could. then he would manipulate them so that they wouldn't tell. Yeah. That is high-level, masterful villain shit. Yeah, right? and, I, and I feel like that's the shit that's becoming exposed well, now. And then, so that's, like, high-level yeah. villain-type masterful shit. But he could get away with it. That's but, what's so fucked up. But what I was going like, to say is then there's, like, the other level of, like, the Louis stuff where a woman came out recently saying that she had an experience with him on, on a set of, of of a TV show and she was a struggling actress slash comedian and she was so happy to be part of the cast just as anyone would sure and Louis Louis CK you know and especially then like everyone looked up to him and anyway he apparently came up to her and, and basically said hey uh do you mind if I go I jack off in front of you and like he was super creepy and kind of touched her and sure. real creep about it and at the time she was just like shell shocked and didn't know what to say, so she didn't say anything. Yeah. And she and she was like, and at the time, if I had said something, it would have stopped production. Yeah. So know that. Sure. We would have stopped filming that day. Right. If I would have been the reason we stopped production. Sure. This million dollar, multi-million dollar production. Yeah. I would have been the lame ass that stopped it because I was a little creeped out. Right. And, you know, and she felt like she just had zero place to go to. Yeah. That, that was my point. Yep. Well, you want to get ahead. It's crazy. You are a struggling actor or musician or someone in a, in any industry that wants to get ahead. It's not ever popular to call out the bad behavior of your superiors, right? That's why power at least differentials... not to date. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that it'll ever be popular because um, you're always like going to be knocking somebody down. Well, my my but point being is that be. these people in power will right. no longer. They will feel the fear of doing it so. because they'll get exposed. I hope so. Yeah. It's, you yeah. know, people will always be corrupt and power will always corrupt people. Money will always corrupt people. Um, but I do think that the world is full of good men and good people. Overwhelmingly, Who are I'd not say. trying to fuck people over. I mean, I really, yeah, as I, a, I I'm agree. a rape survivor. I'm a um, trauma survivor. And, and I don't walk around feeling like the world's out to get me. I, I think that there are people who are probably... Mm. And, you know, good day to you. Um, but I also have a lot of power and agency myself in the world. And so I can see as a, if I were a person who didn't, that that becomes even harder, right? Like it's a struggle for me to stand up and say who I am or to stand up and, and speak truth to power. And I have a lot of power. Like yeah, I actually right. have resources. Have I'm not in danger. Like I have a public platform where I can send mm-hmm. an email out to 150,000 people. And so... I can imagine that if you feel disenfranchised already, that that is harder. It's harder to come forward. Sure. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Hopefully they're feeling more comfortable now. I hope so. Me too. No, no good. Got any other stories there, Drewski? Drewski, Drewski? 
All right. I guess uh, geologists keep finding more <laughs> Northwest earthquake faults. Oh, oh no. we're all no. gonna die. Now, whose fault that like, is that? Really <laughs> Um, there's well, also a weird-looking turkey next to that, which is disturbing on this website. So, yeah, so did you watch that um, movie with The Rock about this? <laughs> no. San Andreas? San Andreas. Yeah, San Andreas. <laughs> it's a documentary right here, Logan. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best documentary since that one with Cher and Christina Aguilera about the bur- burlesque club. Um, Moulin Rouge, if I'm not mistaken, it right? Actually, I believe was called Burlesque. Oh. But oh, I'm thinking of the wrong documentary. So Sorry. I know that was an earlier one that had a few other ladies in it. That one was also good. Um, anyway, this thing is going to kill us all. So I've been buying uh, like survival <laughs> kits. Yeah. And I have one in my car. I have one at the office. I have one at my house. Oh, yeah. I'm all about this. Oh, yeah. Burlesque. Earthquake? There earthquake? it is. Uh, yeah, Earthquake. Yeah, I got everything there. What, what comes in an Earthquake kit? There's everything, man. There's food. I get the one for two in case I like have somebody with me. Right. But like, you have food for thirty days. I love that you, you do that. Fl- I mean, I'm I paranoid. Do I can't control it, dude. I carry. I grew a up in Nebraska, right and I had to several times pull over on the road and get up under the freeway because of a tornado. Have, so everywhere you are, there's danger. Everywhere I go, I got fucking pocket knives and Where are you flashlights going? and band aids. Oh, and you're gonna really I'm a EMT. You're ready. <laughs> you're ready. So wait, yeah. So so there's I'm kind food. of a prepper without being. A so prepper. these kids have food. I mean, what what would be in a kit that would help you from an earthquake? There, no, it's after. Not, I mean, oh, you it's for, oh, no, you're gonna. It's not like you have like a helmet in there. Like you're gonna die. <laughs> well, that's what I was curious but if you about. Don't I was die, like... You want to make sure you can pee somewhere <laughs> and that you have food. Put on and... your help. Pee pee. So there's a pee bag. Well, there's like places that you can go. Okay. You should okay. probably buy buckets from Home Depot, like those big. Yeah, that's buckets. what I have. That's not included in the kit. They're like no, 72 I have that hour too buckets. at my house, but okay. not like in my car. I'm not gonna be like, hey, everybody, pee- poop in my bucket. <laughs> um, but it's not gonna be good, man. I know that that's not a documentary, but I have seen enough to know that m- my loft. This is a little tangential. In Portland, my loft is on 25th and Burnside-ish. Um, Ish. And, yeah, like, don't come find me or do. It's fine. It's, like, on lockdown. But um, <laughs> it liquefies. Like, when you look at the what happens oh, yeah. map, <laughs> it liquefies, which I guess means that the river and all of yeah. that just turns into mush. it just crumbles, it crumbles. Yeah. have you ever been in an earthquake anyone here i have yeah. i've, so I've slept two. through every earthquake I've been in a big we one had. in uh, california i was in, in a 90s. big one in san francisco and they then i was suck. in the seattle one it's terrifying it's really scary but you know what sucks worse tornadoes oh ugh. i am not a fan like that you grew much, up with that oh yeah much really? much much worse terrifying yeah and then you have nothing like at least with earthquake it's like eventually it stops like tornado you're just gonna like get just hope it doesn't hit me pelted with something if you're lucky it's just russian roulette yeah it's are they worse are they worse for me because of all the trauma of growing up with tornadoes i prefer earthquakes gotcha yeah Yeah. gotcha i do think there's an element of having nowhere to go with earthquakes that is kind of weird well and earthquakes also is based on like the society you live in. Like if you live in rural fucking poverty, South America, you're fucked. But right. if you live in Western society where like there's building codes and I'm seismic buildings, then... I think it'll be fine. I think all my sculptures will break and my TVs will fall and I'll be like, eh, but it'll be fine. Yeah. It's terrifying that my TVs that. will fall. These videos. No. no, sorry. These videos. Yeah. Cause I mean, an earthquake for me, I mean, it, it affects an entire landmass as opposed to a tornado has, 
If we had an earthquake right now, I, I would shit my pants. I would hope that you have vegan something for me to eat because I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> One um, of my roommates is vegan. Good. So. I'm going to yeah, be like, who's vegan should I be friends with besides the dog? I'm killing your fucking dogs, Neil. We got oh, an no. I don't Kill own any first. dogs. <laughs> But, I loved that dog. But, but Mosby is my miniature like pony. So if yeah. you kill Mosby. Don't take away his self-care plan. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that. that the earthquake itself will probably be fine. But like the fact that none of us will have power or water for three months is going to be complicated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we won't be able to get across the bridge. Look what happened like in on the East Coast with the, the Hurricane Sandy. I mean, Hurricane the river Sandy. will be able to cross the river. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, if the power goes out for more than a couple days... People start losing their fucking mind. I it's mean, crazy. mine's already gone, so it's, it's not going to take me two days. I do have enough candles and wind up flashlights that it'll be yeah, fine. Me too. But For I'll be all alone, and it'll just be me and my canned goods. I bet the stairs will go up my house. I'll just be stuck up in this loft, just like singing and eating canned goods. It's not a bad way to go. It's actually kind of describing my regular life, right? So. Just with everyone else. Well, for me, if the power went out, I wouldn't have a job. So. Right, but you know nobody's yeah. gonna have a job because we're all gonna be stuck. There's gonna well, be the rest no of the country is still gonna want shit done. That's true. But you're gonna have to go there <laughs> yeah. to do it, and I don't know how they're yeah. gonna get you out here because the airport's not gonna work. Exactly. Yeah. But we're supposed to have that ten point giant earthquake. I know thing. we're supposed to have something. We're like so overdue. Fifty years late for it. Oh. Yeah. Don't say that. Any Why did now. you make this a topic if um, you don't want to? I did. I did. Oh, Andrew, Andrew did. He leads this segment, not me. Andrew, div- can you find something happy? God damn it! I will say I've been looking up and doing a lot of like learning about the Forbidden City in China. Those things can withstand earthquakes. What are they? The Forbidden City in China. It's in Beijing. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't oh. know what that is either. That sounds it, awesome. It was. It was. It was. About it. it was built in the early. What was it? The what was the fourteenth. 1400s i think if i'm not mistaken um but no it's 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 like out of all the earthquakes that have ever happened in china it is the only like they're the only buildings that have withstood like withstood the the earthquakes um and they they studied the architecture they did a whole documentary on it but shit they yeah they so they built a replica inside of a of a, a um laboratory and they did an a 10.2 earthquake whoa and the things didn't fall. They're like ancient buildings. Up. Yeah, ancient. Whoa. Yeah, like uh, what, Ming well, Dynasty. I think ancient aliens. You guys, don't you watch that shit? <laughs> yeah, that is real. Have you ever the thought about how the pyramids well, they're, are they're, built? They're all built of wood too. My people, Logan. What no aliens. Man. You don't even have technology now. Like they try to recreate it. You like can't. No, the no the so the so the Forbidden City. They actually can recreate. It's it's all just wooden Fine, structures. That was made by men then. The pyramids, however, they don't know. The, the, the Louis C.K. bit about how the pyramids were made. Do you remember that, Drew? No, I've forgotten every Louis C.K. joke. It, come on, it is pretty funny. <laughs> nope. He's dead to us. He's, he's like, there was it, never anything funny. Slaves, <laughs> slaves were how they were built. It's like you can do anything if you just throw misery and suffering at it. No, I don't even think that's real. I think you need aliens for that shit to work. Like, do you watch Ancient Aliens? I, I sure watch don't. it all the time. Should. I it's, watch it all the I don't time. Smoke pot real. You don't have to smoke pot to watch Ancient Aliens. Everybody <laughs> watches it. It's so good. And I'll it check is it the out. one thing that makes any sense. All of those Bible stories, all of the the Quran, all of it. Is I agree. I agree. Alien shit. I agree with. I agree with Logan on this one. Yeah, I, dude, I don't. There, 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 there are there are there are a few <laughs> things yeah. on there where I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. But well, yeah, I mean, it's like. 
you, each that season is 13 awesome. hours. It's been on for 12 seasons. Some of it's going to be bad. Oh, yeah. But, There's like, that, a lot that of it. That guy. Look at that guy. That guy, the right. crazy Anybody Greek guy. Anybody with hair like this man By has the way, met an alien. Every, everything <laughs> is a choice, right? Like, the way you dress today is a choice. Why I dress is a choice. My homosexuality, for instance. That's Sorry, that guy. That's to walk out of the house with that hair. I mean, I guess he probably doesn't pay attention. He might have hair like that too. He believes so intensely that it's real. Yeah, he's he's focused on other things. So does Tom DeLonge from Lake One Eighty Two. Oh, really? Does he watch it too? No, he just he's obsessed with. I'm sure he does. But it's the truth. How did how did those rocks get there? Stonehenge. Explain. I'm saying you can't. I don't know. There's some interesting theories that I do think make more sense than believers. I don't know. Way more sense than the Bible. Way more sense than science is aliens. The Bible's outrageous. We could have four thousand podcasts on the Bible. By the way, oh yeah. But it like it goes like the raw, the Egyptian, right. Cultural, uh, yeah. It's, I believe it's it. the same story regurgitated. Yeah, exactly. I don't believe in any of that other crap, but I think this is possible. I yeah. think it's possible. It's possible. I, I think just because everything's possible. Just because we but... found a rock that we dated to X amount of years doesn't mean that the rock was actually put there X amount of sure. years. Seriously, it's like I, I mean feel that way about every rock I've dated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I feel like there's probably thousands if not millions of years of civilization before what we think is a thing. <laughs> Have you seen Battlestar Galactica? the rock on Google. <laughs> I know. AC's comedy is so high level. Yeah, it's because no one can hear his comedy. That's but why like, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. I wish you had... This should be the video you play is like a live stream of, of his Google. Dwayne Johnson. It's so it's good. That's the name of this what episode. We should make the name of this episode Dwayne Johnson. It's probably for a fucking uh, Baywatch or some shit. He's oh. on Baywatch? The, the movie. movie. Oh, Baywatch. I want to see that. <laughs> I saw it, guys. Look how hot he is there he as a wrestler. I mean, uh. that is a good look. Also, he's an excellent actor. I know that we started on a rock um, earthquake movie, and now we've landed here again after ancient <laughs> aliens. But that Comes earthquake movie is stellar. I believe that his daughter is in danger the whole time, and I believe that he can hold his breath underwater that whole time. <laughs> Look at that goddamn fucking picture. I love him. What is he like? What does he play in it? It's like he's a like, of course, like a divorced pilot who works too much, but he just happens to have the last working helicopter. Sure. And the best body sure. on the beach. And the best bottom of the beach. If you're into that sort of thing, he's a Andrew, little careless for my smart. taste, but Andrew. I can see that Interesting, that's interesting. Oh, that's okay. his daughter. She's hot. She's about to drown, and she's dead for like a minute, but he brings her back. Spoiler alert. Wait, is, yeah, it, is it his alert, actual alert. daughter or is it just the movie? I'm sure, because everything in movies is real. It's right. a documentary. Exactly. That was my point, yeah. Look how he looks at his daughter, though. That's, <laughs> that's, that's not super real. intense. <laughs> 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 Live. Oh, oh I, look at that gaping gash on her shoulder too. Oh, oh poor no. thing got a boo boo. <laughs> I want him to hold me like that just one afternoon. <laughs> he's a large man. Yeah, how large is he? I'm six four, and I think he's definitely taller than me. Yeah, oh, damn, I'm fucking ripped. What are you trying to say Roided that I'm not? I've got a lot <laughs> of mass compared to the rock. Mm-mm. Sorry, it's fat mass. Amazing, it's... Paul Giamatti's in it. Six five. He is? He's a full inch taller than me. He's 45? Yeah, which is... Good lord, he looks good for 45. Thank you. Fuck, appreciate Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) 
All right. Have you seen this uh, documentary, the uh, Jim and Andy? No. No, uh, I want Carey. to. I saw like the first like 20 minutes or so. It's, Brandon uh, Shaw was talking about that. Brandon the Kid. I'm going to go see Disney's yeah, Pixar we'll Coco tomorrow for Thanksgiving. Though. Nice. There's an ad for Coco. Adorable. Look at his beard. This is about how he became yeah, Andy like Kaufman. Yeah, on set like 24 yeah. hours. Right. It's fucking Like crazy. super method. Yeah. yeah, turn that shit up, it's brother. Like nutty. He kind of bums me out. I like Andy Kaufman. I don't feel the same way about Jim Carrey. Really? <laughs> Do you guys just watch stuff while people listen? Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Universal didn't want the footage she took behind the scenes to surface so that people wouldn't think I was an asshole. <laughs> oh God! That looks awesome. I'm gonna yeah, watch super it, intense. Super intense. I like Andy Kaufman. You think you don't like Andy? No, it's. I respect the shit out of what he did. I definitely like. I I like that. It just there's something about like there's a few kind of comedians that type of like abrasive thing. Yeah. I have a hard time with. Okay. Like, um, what's the guy from, like, the late 80s that just fucking yelled? He always wore, like, a beret, like, a black leather coat. Andrew Dice Clay? Not Andrew Dice Clay. That Eddie, era, though. I don't remember Eddie Murphy. Um, <laughs> God, Prince. Uh, I don't, name is escaping me. But well, anyway, that kind of, like... Not for everybody. Confrontational. Comedy. But, yeah, no, like, again, genius-level stuff. I'm not taking anything away from what he did. I'm it's sure just, it, I don't mind. know, it's just not my style. It's not my style. But Jim Carrey is, even after The Mask and that one where he heard God and also... Uh, no, I don't like everything he did, for sure. Okay. Like Eternal Sunshine, I dig. That was good. Um, also, the one like, where he's stuck dumb in the TV in the show. show. Yeah, I like that. Dream show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really smart. Smart. Are you Googling view castmates? <laughs> he's just... Comedians. Comedians. Yeah, I forget his fucking name. Do you see him? But, um, Do you see anybody in a beret? Yeah, what was his fucking name? Mm. There he is. Oh my god, Popeye! Oh, Sam oh, there Kennison! It is. Sam Kennison. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Popeye. Funny. Funny guy. I know yeah. everyone... Like, Bill Hicks took what he did and kind of ran with it. Yeah. And I love also, Bill who's Hicks. the squinty love guy? He's not squinty mean, guy. but there's Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan yeah, of that. Never been... He just yells. I do like Sam like... Kennison's shirt right there, though. That was pretty cute. Like fringe all around. Yeah. <laughs> his hair Bobcat matches Goldthwait. his shirt. <laughs> God, he's so Fucking cool. Bobcat Goldthwait. He doesn't have the wet down top. He like, went on uh, to direct a bunch of documentaries and Bobcat. shit. Yeah. yeah. Barf. Bobby Cat. Bobcat was married to Jane Moore's first wife. Yeah. As the second wife. Oh. But yeah. Second, Nikki. Yes. Oh, gotcha! I didn't know that. That's right. See, uh, I'm happen to have a lot of information that could be yes. found on Wikipedia. I did see this. This is scary. Robots taking over the world. Absolutely terrifying. Have you seen the Tesla truck that was just released? No. Self-driving. We were talking about self-driving cars last time. Oh, Self- I need that. Driving truck. Oh my god! That is insane. What in the actual fuck? Ah! Uh, for the listeners, the we're watching 
Robocop. Look at Jiglet's booty. Fully operating robot on Wired.com. I like robot butts. It did kind of twerk at the end there. It was totally twerking. I like robot butts and I cannot lie. I like robot butts and I cannot lie. (laughs) (laughs) Also, what's up with your hands, Terrifying. You're going to have a hard time with handles. Terrifying. (laughs) Fuck. This is really weird and I want to make sure there's no strings. We're all fucked. I mean, I'm not really afraid of robots. The robots will never be able to do what I can do. They can Yet. do everything else better. I don't think that robots can like surpass our ability as humans to feel and have empathy. Agreed. Agreed. Like that. Have you seen the show Black Mirror on Netflix? Yeah, I have. Love that show. Yes. You like it? I like some episodes. Uh, I just burped. Oh my god! Mouth. Amazing apple pie burp. I. No, that's um, gross. Ooh, that's loud, Tesla. Yep. What did you ask me? Uh, Black Mirror. Oh, yeah. It depends on the episode. I like that one with the redhead on social media. And oh, I like dude, the game right. show one. But sometimes I'm like, nah, I don't care. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, there's a few that are a little amiss for me, too. Like, I mean, um, nothing's perfect. Yeah. But I really like the the one where it's like the husband dies and then she brings him back through like a robot body. Oh, Did you see that one? I don't think I remember It's really that. sad, actually. I love it when the husband dies, though. Or the one story. where they, they have little lenses in their eyeballs, little cameras, and they're recording everything. I don't know that, but that freaks me out. I also that one's I freak out fuck. about like someday my Google searches being released. Oh and my things god. Like, that. like I don't want that. Nope. But if we're headed sure don't. there, we're all in the same kind of trouble. Are you Googling car yeah, like how much it costs to have a big truck every He's Googling month? the Tesla truck because I was talking about it. So what what was the article though saying that they're aiming on the wrong side? I don't know what that was. I was just looking for like video of the actual. Yeah, they just had they just released it. There's video safest truck ever. Yeah, lowest cost of ownership. So what's what's the wrong side that that article was talking about? Mm -hmm. It still uses fuel. (laughs) I don't know. God, that thing's huge. Why do you want such a big truck? Are they trying to sell that to regular people? No, it's for like deliveries and shit. Oh, okay. That does look. Pleasing. crazy huh like that's appealing design mm. it looks jetsons in future you'd think that they could connect the front to the back though if it's so future like why can't you walk back to your truck why is it still two separate things well because the depending on the company you're driving for you have to load different things on uh, i guess i don't know how trucking works <laughs> <laughs> why is there three two different things? <laughs> you ever Such seen those big shipping adorable questions you seen those big shipping boats <laughs> that have the giant metal containers yeah those are what get loaded onto the back right. of these. No, trucks. I got it now. <laughs> it took me just a little bit to like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. yeah, that's a cool noise. Oh, thanks, Logan, for fucking blaring that into our face. That wasn't even my song. Andrew, you made this video. Oh, yeah, that's right. Drewski, do you have any other headlines to chat about? Uh, FCC proposals back to kill net neutrality. Can they just stop oh, no. already? I, what is this? I, I don't, don't know. It seems to come up about. like every like six months, right? Like we yeah. should make a decision and stick to it. Either we have net neutrality or we don't. I don't. Re- I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. What is really a net neutrality? Don't really know it just means that the government is allowing certain providers like Comcast and the big boys yeah. to decide what we see, how much, and how much it costs. Right now, everybody's on the internet playing field. Free, free. Well, Comcast has free recently market. put out a cap on internet usage. Have they? 
Do you use Comcast? I do. Oh yeah. So yeah. So yeah. We only they only allow a terabyte per month now. Can you pay to have more? Yeah. If you want to pay an extra fifty dollars a month to have unlimited, like everybody else has, I do. Or you can pay. Um. What is it? Like twelve dollars per gigabyte you go over or something. Well, that that. sounds like a terrible deal. Well, it's because they have a monopoly. It's the only like. Are you fucking kidding me? An internet company is dictating how much internet you're allowed to use before they charge you it sounds like, like a cell phone company up about net neutrality and it's already happened it's is that what this worse. is yeah that's okay the, that's it it's like they control what you see they charge you more they could start saying we're mm. gonna do certain apps so for email usage you're gonna get charged this for videos you get charged this for other like they're gonna parcel it out if you look at um there's a they can go fuck brazil themselves. has it they have they've lost net neutrality in Brazil, and there was a whole um, sort of chart showing what it would be like if that happened here. And it's basically like piecemeal. Government can kind of control what messages you see then too. So it's kind of the beginning of like North Korea shit. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, that, that sounds that from, sounds a little conspiracy theory, but it's like sticky. No, it's like legit. Well, yeah, I know in South America, there's one dude that owns all cell phone service. Jeez, He's one of the richest Christ. guys in the world. But yeah, I mean, like the, I mean, just the fact that. Internet. You think the internet? Would They're be- putting a cap on a, what we're allowed to have yeah. for our internet. Like but does, only that's, for poor people. That's no, it's for everybody. It's no, expensive. that's the thing. No, like that's, that's the whole point. argument yeah. is that if you're a rich company, you can pay to have your stuff seen. If you're yeah. a startup, you can't. If you're a rich, well, I'm not talking about being seen. I'm just, I'm just talking about in general the old like because my whole my whole business relies on uploading and downloading right. files right. and now they've t- capped that at 1 terabyte unless i want to pay an unless extra 50 dollars a month so it's an, uh, what i'm saying is it's an attack on people who have limited resources and that's How what it could be seen that way yeah. does comcast though i mean cuz the internet works by like and forgive me for my stupidity but doesn't the internet work by literal cables being laid down like through right. the ocean and exactly i mean it's it doesn't exist in the air like it nope. comes right. from somewhere it's a thing. It's there's a no thing. there's no storage that xfinity is having to accommodate and a company for. has to right. put the thing out there and and the, the it's only about power server. and money just like everything else yeah, honestly the, it's really about people in washington getting paid by these big tech companies to to be the ones that get seen if you're a small startup you will not get seen people People, if they have to buy bundles, will only buy the bundle for the app that they use most, right? Like if you use Netflix and your app over here Mm. is a video streaming software uh, app that isn't in this bundle, you're not going to get your chance. So it's not a free market. Wouldn't right. conservatives want that? Isn't that like what? Well, it's 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 kind of a stretch of what I've been talking about, but yeah, no, it, it what he's saying does happen in my opinion. I don't know what side is a, is net neutrality a left or right thing? Like, well, I mean, if it's like the right it, that's pushing to have it undone, it was Obama's oh, okay, rules that they're trying to undo. Gotcha. Yeah, Obama. Wait, did this explain whole that. Thing. So there was a this whole net neutrality rules happened during Obama's time as our president. So can you synopsize what these? This is the first time I've heard of net neutrality. Can you synopsize that? Yeah. So net neutrality is, uh, you know, a free market's a really great way of talking about it. Everybody has the equal opportunity. So if you're Skype, you get seen in the search results. And if you're like some kind of random smaller app, you get seen in the search results. Right. If you take that away, the people who have money pay for their search results. Everybody else gets pushed out or decides that you're not even allowed. Yeah, Comcast can say, I don't like this. You're not allowed to put any gay content on our stuff. 
right. that, that's something that can happen, right? right, like right. That's actually how they start to control what we see as, that, as without public. neutrality or with without neutrality. With with net neutrality, that so basically, doesn't happen. Gotcha. If, if you if, lose net neutrality, you lose the protections that we're seeing what we're Googling. So if stateside management gotcha. wanted to be seen at the top of the Google post, you can pay extra money to do that. But you'll never, ever be able to pay as much as Capital Records. Exactly. That's right. And so you're fucked. Gotcha. Right? Like it's it, – to me – Some could argue that's commerce. You could, except like at the library, which is really how most of us use the internet, right? It's like really our shared yeah. world library. Especially today. With you don't have it set up and... like that. The library is not set up. Public information shouldn't be set up where rich people get their public information mm. served first and poor people sense. get to access all of it last. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Well, I don't, I don't see it as yeah. that way. I see it as marketing. Like it's and granted, some people have more money than others to market, but that's always how commerce has been. I don't understand why they would think the internet is any different. Andrew, what do you got on the clock there? You Sorry. should read more about it, I think, because it's really complicated in that they will shut people out. The regular commerce in America. Oh, censorship you're talking about. Yeah, I agree like with that. that it's censorship, much more complicated than right. just paying yeah. for ads. It's that they could pay to have people. I misunderstood. I apologize. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know we were talking about censorship. Um, to move on from current events and the what have yous, I have a few questions for you, Logan. Yeah. Logan Lynn. So first of all, um, since you're doing both of the activism and the nonprofit world, yeah. keep Oregon well, where do you, where do you see yourself in the immediate future slash, you know, far from now? I mean, what, what are you going to focus on or do you still want to do both? Do you still yeah. want to do the music musician guy and that? Or Yeah, it's one thing. I think I, I've decided it's all one thing. And so it, it oh, okay. shows up in different ways, right? right? So if I'm doing TV stuff, it, I'm showing up in the, it's like a vehicle. It's like deciding am I going to. Yeah, because you're acting now. If I'm going to be in a boat or a car, I'm still doing my thing that I do. So what's the name of that show? Just Last as a plug? meal. Yeah. The writers of search party, which just had its season premiere, second season premiere last night. It looks really fun. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's on TBS, but awesome. uh, they wrote this show and I, we're going to do a second season film this summer. Um, cool. So it's been great. And I, you know, I released that movie earlier this year. I made a documentary about oh, yeah. um, some yep. work I had done with churches and, and getting them to come around to like accepting LGBT people. I don't know that I want to pick, that's a hard question yeah, to answer because fair. I feel no, I like, like that I've answer. kind I, of chosen not say. to pick a side. It's or all, do, yeah, it's all it's you fluid now. And right. I sh- it's good for me in that I'm public enough where it would be really complicated to try to be several different people. Yeah. I have built a life where I can be myself and show up as this person um, and have that kind of work in any setting or not Fantastic. work at all in any setting. It depends on who you are and what you think of me, I guess. I think it's dialed in in a way where I I like how I'm showing up in the world and yeah. I, I feel like my work um, speaks for itself. So like, you know, with Keep Oregon Well, I have the trademark for Mental Health Matters and Keep Oregon Well and Mental Health Heroes. And, and so um, in part of this National Building Community Resilience Collaborative, I was just there speaking at the conference this past week. That's what that was? About, yeah. like, how do you take this thing to scale? So I've made something magic happen mm. here at home. What would it look like to take the Mental Health Matters community engagement model to other cities and other communities? So I'm working on that. Right, right, on. Um, right now, Trillium Family Services is the backbone organization, but 
Um, I got recently promoted to Trillium Group, which is like the corporate entity right. that oversees all of it. The it's like company. really mumbo jumbo-y. But I eventually, at the end of this year, I'm going to spin out Keep Oregon Well and Mental Health Matters into its own organization, which okay. will be great. Um, so there's things like that that are happening. My, my record I made with Jay and, and Glasses comes out next year at some point. Like I said, we have late, we're working on um, trying to figure out what release plans look like specifically for that. But that's going to be a big thing that happens next year. Sweet. And, you know, I don't know. Whatever. I try to say yes as much as possible nowadays mm. um, and no very clearly to things that I know I'm not right. interested in. Which is equally as important. That's good. It's yeah. more important. <laughs> really because if you say important. yes to that shit, you don't have time to do the stuff you want to do. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Love it. Something um, I learned late in my career. You're early in your career, young man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but later, I. I learned later than I would have liked. I know. I like whenever I say I've been way. doing this for twenty years, I feel old, and then I'm like, except that you're thirty eight years old, and that's not <laughs> fucking old at all. <laughs> right? Just that you started. When it's you're not old for the world. Remember? It's not yeah. old for the, the world. The world is billions of years it's old. For the it's Earth. at least thousands. <laughs> at least on what you subscribe to. Let's that's a conservative guess. Yeah, let's go back to that. Yeah. Okay. This is something that I've never done before, Logan. Uh oh. I'm and scared. I haven't told you guys. We're going to do a, little, a new segment. Okay. Oh, God. For now, I'm going to call it Rapid Fire Questions. Andrew, hand me a beer. <laughs> I wasn't kidding, Andrew. Hand me a beer. Andrew's scrolling through <laughs> my Instagram. No. I just what thought it was funny to say. We do this is oh, my so God. Distracting. What's that? Watching him scroll my Instagram is distracting. That's nope. his job. Thank you, sir. He's you know, trying to, I he's trying to like, lull you. I put out you. a lot of content. He's trying to lull you. To I'm like, oh, it's me. Uh, <laughs> he knows how to, to get l- my attention. <laughs> I will say your Instagram is way better uh, than mine. My Instagram is on fire, apparently. I have no idea. By the way, your Twitter. How did you get so many goddamn followers on Twitter? Dandy Warhol's. And yeah. TV. You have a TV show on for one year into 26 million homes every week. 50,000 people doesn't Did you start like Instagram much. later then? You must yeah, have. Yeah, Instagram is like last couple of years. Oh, okay. That explains. Yeah. I mean, you still have a shitload of followers, but I it's guess. not compared I don't, to I try not to pay attention. I have like things divided up where there's people who like me for my activism stuff, people who follow me for music, mm. people who follow me just to tell me I'm a fag and I'm ugly and they hope I die. Like thousands mm, nice. and thousands of people. Gorgeous. And so still I, always. No. Oh my God. Always. Yeah, That's no, going to be a thing for a while. Unfortunately. Just to torture me only, which is fine. And actually like I had a publicist a while back tell me, um, that I needed to stop feeling hurt by that, that I needed to start actually measuring my success and my impact in the world off of the negative comments and yeah. off of that. You're doing that. something right. Yeah, you're like they don't boo nobody's yep. bro. That's right. That's and, right. And like, of course. That's really they, good insight, actually. The more good you're doing, really the more helpful. negative shit that is going to happen. Yeah, and like if yep. you can actually have that fill your cup, like, oh my God, I had four people call me a fag on YouTube today. Yeah. That's two more than yesterday. I'm growing. <laughs> my yeah. impact is growing. I was going to say, if I have zero negative comments on a mix I do, I'm concerned. Right. right, that means you're not relevant. That yeah, it, mean, it means it. people aren't listening to it. Yeah, I have a lot. I've been like kind of a like people like to say nice things about my records in the press, and then people don't like to buy them or come to my shows. Like, or pe- in times where people want to buy it and come to my shows, the press is like, "This is garbage." And yeah. can't, right, like, you and then it becomes successful. Oddly, yeah, enough. like you sure. can't really yeah. pay attention to that shit, or else it becomes the only thing you think about. And I spent years thinking about it, and I just don't know. Love it. Rapid fire. All right. Rapid fire. I've question. got a beer. I can handle it. Okay, here we go. 
It's all him, though, right? So, yeah, these are all for Logan. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, I'm not on the spot. Okay, helping me through my Oh, is that why you were so stressed? I guess. These are all for Logan. It's Rapid a new segment. I don't know what's going on. I'm so slumped. some of them or something or this, okay? Just I don't to set understand this up. the rules, but I like think I'll this catch on. or that, right? Okay. And some of them, I'm just asking you a question. Sure. And these are speedy, as in rapid fire. Rapid. Fire. One or two I word answers, kind of yeah. thing. Sure. All right. <laughs> first one: Spielberg or Tarantino? Tarantino. Good man. I agree with him. Number two: Sports or nerd culture? Sports. Really? Yeah. I am so surprised you said that. I don't like nerd culture. Nerd what do you culture? consider? No, so nerd if you're jerks. talking like 4chan and shit like that, I don't fucking like that. No, I don't mean that. Like uh, Star Wars, sure. Okay, like then, pop, pop pop culture nerd. Culture. Then I prefer that. That's but what when I you get say. into like actual like nerd culture, 4chan, weird internet meme land. Like I think that's part of the alt right problem no. we have. Agreed. No Pepe the Frog. No, no Pepe the yes, Frog. That's not what I mean. Star gotcha. Wars. Okay, you think copy that. Yeah. Oh, Three. Gun to your head. Favorite movie. Five, um, four, three, Annie. Two. Interesting. <laughs> I grew up with that shit too. All my friends made fun of me. I was thinking Annie or Pretty Woman or Mermaids. I was a huge musical guy. <laughs> Mermaids. Don't laugh. Mermaids. At me. Yeah. I love it. Oh, he's that, laughing. I know, I'm, not I'm laughing. saying oh, okay. like peripherally, <laughs> producer. Don't laugh at me. Because you're looking at me. Like Mermaids when she licks his jacket. Actually, was that Welcome that Home, Roxy Carmichael? There's some Winona Ryder movie where she hugs this. No, it's Mermaids. Is that Cher? She fa- Yeah, she yeah. falls. Winona Ryder falls into his arms and like is holding him, and she licks his coat. It's so gross and weird, and I. That's me. I, I barely like remember. I need to go watch that again. It's good. Loved Annie. Love, love it. Okay, moving on, because this was rapid fire questions. Not really. I'm making it long-winded. That's okay. I am, too. Four. Uh, favorite decade? Five. Four, 80s. Th- good man. Five. Old soul. Are you an old soul or a new soul? I hate people who would call themselves an old soul, but I do think that I have that going on. Okay. I, f- just for a few, I think I'm a new soul. Great. I like this is my first time here. You seem I'm just way. like, ah, what's going on? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, you don't no, it's seem that it's way. fair. I, I do seem that. I way. mean, like anybody who identifies as having an old soul, it, like I automatically are like, you're an actual douchebag. How about you're asshole. an old douche? How about you're just an old douche? Yeah. Uh, number six, L.A. or N.Y.C. L.A. Copy that. Mountain or desert? Fucking mountain, unless Ooh. it's hot. Ooh, I don't want to be guy. hot. Favorite? Why are you pulling up these bad pictures of me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, please, don't, please, <laughs> please don't say it out loud. Is that the elephant man? Or is that uh, mermaid? It's mask. Oh, it's, it's just mask. That's what movies. it is. But oh, I, that guy's remarkably that, similar looking to me. <laughs> He's such an asshole. <laughs> Listen, let's move on. <laughs> I fucking love oh, oh my god, look at Cher in the bottom right. Oh, that movie's so she sad looks fantastic. too. That's actually there. a really bummer of a movie. Next to that. Okay, anyway, moving on. <laughs> okay, so you said mountain. <laughs> Cher looks so good. <laughs> Look at her there. That's like a creepy mat. Oh. oh. Okay, move oh, on. Okay, move on. Andrew, <laughs> goddammit, Andrew. Favorite podcast? Jay Moore. No, I'm going to say Jay Moore Sports. <laughs> More stories. Okay. Love it. Number nine. If we take nepotism out of that, like, because I love him, and so, of course, I say his, but also, I still would answer Ob- it that Objectively. Way. Yeah, I actually still okay. love it. Cool. Uh, so, there's only ten, by the way, and we're on number nine. And I kind of hate this question. Why would you ever ask it then? Because I think it has some validity in All it. Right. Even though I, I, anyway, I'll talk about it. Well, you sure the, do know how to sell me on a question. I know. The Beatles or the Rolling Stones? I never listened to either. Okay. I'll go with the Beatles because I like their hair more. Um, 
What about um, Twilight Don't Paris deviate. versus Amy Grant? Out of the Gray versus Charlie Peacock. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I was never allowed to listen to classic rock, so I let. I literally only have pop. heard that when I no Christian, and then grunge and pop as I was an adult or a teenager, like Nirvana. Yeah. Nirvana. So Nirvana or Amy Grant. Uh, Amy Grant, Ricky okay. Martin, or Craig David. Ooh, Ricky Martin. Okay, but I don't really want to talk to him. Last one of rapid fire questions with Logan Lynn. Bowie or Bob Dylan? Bowie. That's that it. Quick. That was rapid fire questions with good. Logan That's Lynn. That's a good segment. Thank you. Thank you. you should always boop, do boop, a boop. rapid fire questions with Logan Lynn, no matter who you have on. <laughs> <laughs> Just call them Our guest is Stephen Hawks and his rapid fire questions so with Logan Lynn. Lynn. I'm sure everyone else will love that. I love it. All right. We are about done here. We should uh, wrap this motherfucker up. Okay. Um, this was a good language. one. Good. Thanks for coming in, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I love it when it's a good one. Yeah. Um, we I'm, really covered a lot of topics. I think we did too. And I I really want people out there that are struggling and have mental health issues of any kind, it doesn't matter how big or small, know that you're not alone and there's places to go. Yeah, like keeporgonwell.com. Like and also yep. you can find me at loganlinmusic.com. Sure can. Which then you can find Keep Oregon Well from there. So just like Love it. reach out, man. Reach out. Uh, where can they find you, Neil? N-E-I-L. I O E N G L E. Where can they find Instagram. you, Drew? Don't mind if I drew Instagram. One of, one of the best Instagram accounts. That names is a of good all time. one. Isn't that good? You can find me at James Ian MacMillan or at Stateside MGMT. Uh, we love you, and we love you, Logan. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you. We love you guys. Bye 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 bye. Fading out with Tiffany. Tiffany. Looks like. Bow, 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 bow. Or are you gonna take some of this home with you? Are you gonna call me when you get to where you're going? Are we saying goodbye right here? Because I